0: Oh, okay. There we go. Microphone's now good. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's quite literally. It's a. Um. Uh, it was from. Oh no, I didn't make the save. Oh, you okay. Didn't? oh okay. So no, I didn't actually make the save. The only save that I had to make was when your jet hit it, and okay. I didn't make it. Oh, okay. So okay, that could have happened with the rules. Good. Cool. 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 Uh. <clears throat> Yeah, that that's uh that's all from uh a guy by the name of Ben Sound. Yes, Ben Sound.
1: Um, Ooh. but everyone. Oh, whoops. Here
2: we go.
1: Um, so yeah, uh,
0: we are live. We are here. We are Ooh. ready to go. Let me get you the link to the. Aiden's not no he's not here <laughs> not yet not yet um, okay chat is up chat is there for you there we go okay so hello out there uh welcome to uh table talk discussion and discourse i as always cool. am your host alejo aka great on 95. And I am uh, the father of Remaster, the uh, the unkillable swarm mine. I've, I've just been watching that video. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. Re- reliving uh, the happiest moment, the happiest day of my life. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. Hey, Vortexus. Hey, Draco Kraken. Hello. Uh, hey, Mug. How's it going? How's it going? Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. We, yeah. Uh... If you haven't seen that video, you should watch it. It's you only ten sh- minutes. It's really funny yeah hey slay um yeah it it was great it was really it was good to put together and i'm glad it it turned out about 13 minutes or so um yeah but yeah it was a it was a really good (laughs) good video i think Um, yeah no i think it came out great because like um i can barely watch videos that i'm in no i hate it okay yeah fair and yet i can watch that and no problem at all hey i've got your seal of approval that's good yes (laughs) Uh um, so yeah um yeah the i uh for those of you who don't know as well um a uh, bit of an announcement f- before we get into other things hey ratier uh ratier i don't know what's up um uh i'm posting videos that we do uh onto our patreon first before they go uh, live onto the channel itself. Um, that way you guys have some incentive as well there. And you get a little bit more from just, uh, not just our eternal gratitude, obviously. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the, I think, uh, I don't know if it messaged you guys on the Patreon, those of you who are on it. Um, if, if I posted stuff, um, but I'll, I'll keep doing that. So check it every now and again, if you're a part of it and, uh, yeah, you can get access to the unlisted videos until they go up and I'm going to plan on basically an hour or maybe a few minutes before they are scheduled to go up that I'll then schedule them which they'll go private for a little bit and then be uh, available for everyone. So, Pizza Funk. Hello. <laughs> uh <laughs> hello. Hello Pizza Funk. Uh okay, so you got the email. Okay, cool. Uh good, 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 good. Um I don't know how Patreon works that well. <laughs> if that's not <laughs> yeah. obvious. I just kind of put things on there. Um, so we're not used to receiving money. Exactly. We're never, I'm never going to be used to it. Um, mm. so, uh, before we get into the topic today, um, mm. we are, uh, going to do some comments. There's only a few, um, mm. four of them. Uh, one of them is yours. <laughs> I've just realized. So yes, um, one of them is mine, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into them really quick. They like, yeah, just I, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, we've already, uh, I'll just, we'll just go over what it says anyway. Yeah. Not like word for word, but you know, anyway, yeah. yeah um so uh juice uh he commented onto the actual uh uh unlisted stream uh he said uh in listening back it seems like pathfinder 2e was looking at the D and D 5e phb of sailors when they wrote their background information it is almost exactly the same thing about the type of types of sea vessels which
1: huh
0: okay sure um that's cool Wait yeah, a minute. I, I, 2, we were five E and five pa- E and two E have shit on ships, right? Uh, didn't this, know was, that. this was quite literally, um, yeah. Five E has like prices for ships and that's it. Oh, uh, I think you need, right, yeah. I think you need the, uh, ghost of salt marsh. I think that's the, the uh, book that has more ship stuff. I think. Um, but, uh, I don't know about two E's, um, stuff, stuff. Uh yeah I don't know. I was just uh it just made me think of the uh the really cool ship rules that they have in uh, Seven c mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and yeah, this was in relation to when we were talking about the backgrounds um so yes. cool that they have the same kinds of vessel things i still um having not read entirely of two e's um I still think at least from my limited knowledge of it that uh 5e still has more in that section. Just in this terms of, like, ask your DM about this. Ask your DM about this, right? Like, to figure out your background more so. Um, mm. So, yeah. Uh, MogZero says, uh, I get every YouTuber will have a style of making content, but why the heck is almost half of Jay Scott's videos in a damn car? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know why so many people have that style. It's so common. So... I, this is the weirdest thing. I, I, came, I stumbled across while I was looking for videos for today. Um, I stumbled across another one of his videos just in the wild. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. And like, I, I, I hovered over it so it could show me the few frames as it does. And it's the phone is like right behind his steering wheel. And so oh. like you you occasionally see- And so see... you constantly see it going back and forth and shit? Yeah. And like you oh. can barely see him. And I'm like, what I mean, is that's the- a plus. um i'm like what is what is the point of this though you know like why why would you put it right there you can't if you want to be the frame then why have the steering wheel be between be between you and the and the fucking phone i don't i don't understand um yeah but yeah that's uh that's that um (laughs) And then unit Rico says on uh, the highlight that I posted uh, today, uh, the little Ah. spore mind mine that could. These 40k matches have been really fun to watch. They're a fun addition to the channel. It's great thank, thank you. you even I... though they're garbage for right now yeah we're, we're still you know uh kind of bad with the rules but we're learning still yeah. you know um... but hey maybe we'll play one later tonight because <laughs> i'm awake enough to play at least a little bit uh i'd be down for maybe if you want maybe a, f- a small match maybe i mean if you want to do just like one turn that'd be fine okay okay all right we can start yeah, and, yeah. that works for me we can start at the necrons and and the two yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. i'm but really excited to play the necrons honestly yeah and i want i want to see how you do i want to see if you forget a lot of uh, stratagems and i win i will (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) so there you go tune in after the uh the podcast if you're interested um but uh and then uh the last comment was from boo he's basically saying uh spore mines don't get that bonus that yormagender gets um yeah where uh it adds to your saves um because they are considered a flying unit right yeah, so it has to be, it has to be, it doesn't work on units that can fly, and I didn't realize that Spore Mines technically are flying units. So, um, I, I forgot how many saves were actually made, and it turns out none were made, except for the last one, and I didn't make the save, so it doesn't matter. Right. So, so everything that happened is technically possible in the rules. It's technically above board that I could miss that many fucking times. Yes. <laughs> that's what happens when you play orcs you it, it get really is chop, you gotta chop shit it, it, it really is what happens <laughs> when you play orcs it's true oh, <laughs> but that's okay man you can roll you get a re-rolling you get explosions oh and yeah 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 re-rolling ones. i don't i don't give a shit explode it's so fun it's so hate much it. fun playing orcs <laughs> like i i love it so much so i have to ask what do you hate most about my tyranids so far is it my ability to spawn a unit wherever the hell i want it basically after it's dead yes yeah after <laughs> yeah. it's dead ha- spawn it. because i have to i have to make sure that a unit is um below strength yeah it's still alive though. <laughs> yeah right so i have to wait yes go necrons <laughs> yeah um, dude, i'm dude, super necron's excited cool i'm super excited to play them um mm. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the only thing that I'm like, ugh, because it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, they're just over here now. Nice. I yep. killed those guys. I was like, oh, hey, there goes my <laughs> spawn objective. Great. <laughs> to be fair, though, um, that means that they count as double for the, um, uh, uh, what is it, the, the one that's killing a bunch of units. Oh, they that's count as true. A well, I, had, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Or a bunch of models, excuse me. But yeah, that, yeah they do count again, which is really mm. cool. Uh, we hadn't been counting that actually no or unless unless you had i i I didn't because i didn't know about it or i didn't remember it but yeah
1: yeah but Um, hey
0: now we know exactly so um anyway yeah that's that's all that stuff oh one other thing um for those of you who are not on our discord um who should be you fucking join our discord it's really cool and fun Mm. um uh aiden is doing well uh we've been talking to him uh pretty regularly, uh, which is really good. Um, so he's, he's still in the hospital, but he'll get out, uh, at some point, hopefully. (laughs) Um, uh, but he is, yeah, he is doing much better, uh, which is great, which is really, really good. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that update for all of you, uh, that are more audio listeners, I guess, and aren't on the, uh, discord. So, uh, with that out of the way, uh, this uh uh episode of course is brought to you by viewers like you uh we'll talk about that more uh at the middle point and the end point um i don't know uh how long this one will go because these videos seem a little short and i don't know how much we'll talk about them um but it'll be nice to have maybe a shorter episode today who knows um yeah but we shall see so i think it's uh probably for the best because we're making up for the uh the absolute uh rage fest that was uh last time <laughs> true that's true wait did i oh there it is i thought i could exit out a little watch together no no you <sighs> um yeah. so today uh we are talking about uh first off six bad writing lessons from ttrpgs it's an interesting title um not entirely sure. Having watched it, I think he's talking about lessons that you should learn that are good and not bad lessons that people do learn. I don't know yes. entirely um, because, again, the title makes me think, oh, you're telling me what I'll learn that isn't good. But you're really trying to tell me what is good that I should be learning. Yeah. Like so.
1: Yeah. I,
0: it's a weird title. It's a weird or, title. Like, it should be like Six. Uh. uh, 6 ways to improve your writing in TTRPGs? Hmm. Maybe? Yes. I would I would go for that. That sounds good. Um so and then he goes into but I think that's basically the 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 message he's going for here. So, uh this is brought to us by Bowtie Writer. Yeah. Uh it's a smaller channel, but uh it seemed interesting. So, let us yeah. uh begin. I mean, hey, bow ties. Yeah. It's great. Bow ties are cool. Mm.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Mike, the Bowtie Writer here. Happy Tuesday. I want to continue our conversation that we started last Mm, week about gaming. My dudes. Because I think that gaming (laughs) is a unique and powerful medium that has a lot of rewarding stories and lessons that you can take into your own writing. However, tabletop role-playing games are also fundamentally a different medium. And as a consequence, there are some lessons that you might take away from them that are less than good. Ah, I I see. I see.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. I get you
3: a lot of the wrong lessons as well from my tabletop role-playing games. So I would and have I worded that differently.
0: The- I would have said, instead of six bad writing lessons, I, I would have said six bad writing habits. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah six that- bad writing habits yes. from tabletop RPGs. That's, that's a way better way to say yes, it. Yes, absolutely. I agree.
3: Those yeah. mistakes. As such today, let's go over six bad writing lessons from tabletop role-playing games. Let's get to it. Number one. Conflict is more than combat. In tabletop role-playing games, particularly some of the big ones like Pathfinder or Dungeons & Dragons, combat is baked into the very core of the game. In one of my first attempts at a fantasy novel, it seemed like every other scene ended in some kind of sword fight or showdown. And Mm -hmm. I, for a long time, just could not figure out how to add conflict that didn't end up in some sort of fisticuffs. Again, I'm not saying that combat is inherently bad in a novel. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of mm. famous duels and sword fights and magical throwdowns with bad guys, and that's okay. The thing to be wary of, however, is if your only form of conflict is combat. Yes. That's where it starts to become a problem in your writing, and you need to start trying to work on diversifying your forms of conflict. Mm-hmm. Number two. Yeah, that's,
0: okay. that's very good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would say... Um quite literally in in any t t r p g um having that social element right mm-hmm. um the the uh there's a plot to yeah. uh overthrow the king but not via an assassin or yeah. via any sort of uh war or anything no, no 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 it's it's schemes it's it's seeding um uh rumors that the king is uh they're uh descendants of the mad king right who Mm. every every six generations he uh they go crazy and they start killing people right yeah and they get really really angry right and they get really angry (laughs) um and they turn green and they get really big (laughs) Mm. um but you you have to have fucking Marshall the rat come along and shoot him Um, I wish, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, so, like having something like that, where you go against the the smear campaign and like try yeah. to try to stop that from happening and get the truth out there and bring the person to justice more so instead of just killing them, you could kill them, I guess. But then, how are they gonna? Uh, how are you gonna stop the information that has already happened without the source of the information admitting it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah. Six writing habits to avoid. Yes, that would also work yeah. very well. Um, but not every conflict in TTRPGs has to be combat. Exactly. Um, yes. Ken say I understand that with my fanfic writing, uh, social conflict and decision-making is always a fun theme to play around. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It can be. Um, hey, if all else fails, I can use this gun. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite conflict resolution was... Uh, I've had was a PC gambled in a dice game with his soul. Ooh. So basically... You were fucking, uh, uh, Joe, uh, was it Joseph? Joseph Joestar? I don't know. You were, jo- you were JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There you go. You were <laughs> Except JoJo. it wasn't a dice game, it was poker. You um, jo- <laughs> or you were, a uh, uh, Bill and Ted <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. I know that, like, I know I don't always end all my conflicts with combat, but mm. it's kind of an interesting thing to... Well, let's see. What am I trying to say here? When – okay. It's hard for me to come up with a non-conf... non-combat non resolution mm. off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but when I'm actually writing a full scenario and I know the motivations and the surrounding uh, plot elements for each character and how they're interacting with the players and stuff, it's a lot easier to come up with – Uh, you know, something that might present an issue to the players Mm -hmm. from that character. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like if you ask me to come up with, it's like, oh, the the characters walk into a bar and there's a guy there and he's being an asshole. Come up with a conflict, come up with a resolution that doesn't involve combat. Oh, I need a little bit more detail than that. Right, right, right. Uh, the The other thing you have to rely on is the PCs being willing to not go to combat right yeah 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 because this is something that uh yeah if you have murder hobos this ain't happening well yeah absolutely in that case you you already know what kind of game you're running right but like um, well as long as you know and are okay with them being murder hobos right exactly (laughs) and like if if that's the case you already know and you're probably playing a game that you're like i don't care if you guys kill everybody that's fine um oh, dice game memory was some pirate fantasy game in savage lance we played liar's dice with the crew turns out the dm was purposefully cheating with one character to mix things up nice Dude, that's really good very cool absolutely
1: yeah,
0: yeah. uh like with with something like D or with pathfinder it it those are systems that are built around combat like we've we've yes. said it before um they have more than that, obviously, but they are very much built around that kind of combat element, and so yeah. it's hard for you to get out of that mindset just because of, like, hey, we hit things with swords really well, like, all that's the time, what we do, that's kind I'm a of fighter. what we do, I fight right, yeah. Uh, and the... even even with like, um, like the bard chatting the guy up or something, right, like going mm-hmm. with stereotypical ways that it goes, like. You can still have that go the way it goes, but sometimes it can it can go wrong, right? Man, now I want to have a bard walk into a bar and be like, you know, some drunkard is being a real asshole to sure. him. And then the bard is like, okay, you know what? I'm like, let's not fight. Let's have a fucking dance off. <laughs> and then it turns out that the guy was just, pretending to be drunk and nice. he's like an incredible dancer and mm. you guys fucking dance off and have like the and you both wind up making a lot of money through tips and oh, you sure. wind up becoming like rivals slash friends. That that'd would be, be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah it's like it's hard for me to construct, mm. at least thinking D D wise. It's hard for me to construct from the ground up mm. a scenario that doesn't end in combat. Yeah. But in systems like Call of Cthulhu, it can even be kind of difficult Uh, not because not because call of cthulhu has a lot of combat Mm -hmm. but it's just it's hard to come up with something that will engage the players while also inconveniencing them but not in an an annoying way if Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so oddly i did that yesterday with my bard who wants to ruin another bard's reputation there you go absolutely dude yeah like getting yes. into that kind of social social fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole thing. Um Yeah. Oh, see? Okay. Oh, so you did that yesterday with a are you currently playing that game still? Mm. Sorry, I, I, I have to ask this now. Yeah. Uh in my agents of watch, I ran a negotiation like combat. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's another thing. Like, like um, uh a lot of like i feel like i could see that happening for like a court case right mm-hmm. um where you have uh them going back and forth and like it does quote unquote damage right it does damage to the case right <laughs> so like to phoenix right <laughs> absolutely i think exactly <laughs> yeah. of Phoenix, right? a f- fucking course i go to phoenix yeah. right um yeah but, i love phoenix Wright, oh That's- yeah it's, anyway. so, it's such a good fucking series um Uh, but yeah, exactly. So it goes, it goes against the case that they've made and kind of pokes holes in it. Right. With each of Mm -hmm. the kinds of contradictions that you find and you take turns kind of in a way. Yeah. Right. It'd be interesting to do something like that or in a, in a social encounter, um, with the negotiation, I can see that also working out really well in the sense of like uh offer counter offer. Uh, yeah, dude. Right. Imagine you're like trying to broker peace between some dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh and then yeah. you're like it's like, okay, they'll make this compromise if you mm-hmm. stop doing this. No, we want this. Yeah. Well, we can't do this well, unless you do that. Yeah. It ah! makes, yes, it makes me think of um uh Star Trek, the the next generation. Um mm-hmm. Great fucking series for any like negotiations you want to like look at, like peaceful, neg- like it has the action and stuff too, but that's never my focus in Star mm-hmm. Trek, uh, next generation at least. Um, it's the diplomatic stuff, yeah, it's all the diplomatic stuff because they do it so fucking well, right? Mm-hmm. There's literally, I remember, uh, the scene in oh god, what is the episode? There's, there's an episode where, um, these, these this band of ne'er-do-wells, right? They ah. have been pushed off of the planet and um, the people want to kind of bring them into the fold again, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's better for everyone. And also, it's more the that they were pushed away by the past rulers and this ruler is better, right? Ah. and um, Or diplomat or whatever. And so mm-hmm. uh, they meet up and then Picard's like, okay, I'll be your uh, mediator here. And, like, you Mm. get to see a bunch of that stuff. Somebody tries to kill somebody in that, but it's, like, more of, like, a poisoning and stuff, and they have to figure it out, but that's a whole... That's the B-plot that's also tied into the A-plot. But, like, having them go back and forth, go, I want, uh, like, we want three people on the council. And then the the person going, there are literally one, there's one person for each place. What do you fucking mean? We're not doing that. And then they go back and forth and then Picard will go in and go, all right, okay, all right. So if we compromise, (laughs) right? And then he starts putting out a way that will actually, oh, it's so good every time. And so, so, uh, seeing that, Dorotie, okay, in... All right, so you did that with your bard where you had a, uh, effectively like a dance contest, like a dance off. Uh, If you, like, if you're still in the midst of ruining that bard's reputation, please challenge him to like a clothing off. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, whoever can make the fanciest, most, like, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, Outfit. Flamboyant, Mm. the most amazing like flamboyant outfit ever. You know, you got like a fucking feather boa. Mm. You got this enormous hat with a feather that's as big as you are. Please, Mm. absolutely, (laughs) that would be super good. Have it be a fashion walk, right? Yes, (laughs) they could be in front of an entire town. Like, oh man, that'd be stupid. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and then it it could.
0: The only way you can be it better, make it and do it in drag. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, Um. One way I can think of uh, to steer it away from combat is to have the main villain a public figure so any actual fight would be illegal and ruinous to the party's ability to function in the city. Oh, Yes. 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 I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of good ideas. Absolutely. Like, you you can pull these things from so many different sources. Like, that reminds me of, um, uh, uh Buffy. I just started watching Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire Slayer the other like for the past week because I had primed for a week. And um yeah. I watched up to like season four or something. And one of the Woo! times, spoilers if you haven't watched Buffy, but I it's so old at this point. You yeah, know, it's very old show. Uh but uh they literally like one of the main antagonists is uh the mayor. <laughs> oh okay. so like they can't really do stuff to the mayor. <laughs> they, have yeah. to, they have to find ways around to foil what he's doing actively outside of you know being the mayor they have to foil those things but they can't like just go and confront the mayor plus he's like invulnerable so like whatever and you can't kill him but <laughs> you know um, mm-hmm. more of a performance composition but yeah a fashion show off would be funny if anything uh already works working on it over the top flamboyant and classic formality yes yeah so i just think that would be fun you know like that that way you could depending on the tone of the campaign if it's an evil campaign and it's Mm. serious i think that that could be a great way to inject some uh levity into Mm. it absolutely
3: all right (laughs) in tabletop playing games are fundamentally different from fights and novels This is probably one of the starker differences between the two mediums. In a tabletop role-playing game, the purpose of a combat scene is to allow each character to use their individual skills that have been built up over the course of the game. It lets them feel awesome. The needs of a book, however, are very different. There, the purpose of combat is actually as a vehicle for characterization. Because the primary goal is to show us something about characters, Mm -hmm. the stuff that's not important, you just don't show us. You Mm -hmm. don't show the reader. That random long sword slash that just lowered the bad guy's HP by 15? Don't care about it. Not important in a novel. Mm -hmm. In a novel, you only need to show three things. Number one, show us the move that starts the fight. Number two, show us the move that actually ended the fight. And then number three, Show us any beats that tell us something about the character. Did they refuse to fight them because they were just simply too honorable? Did they draw a knife and start fighting dirty? Or did they go crazy and just start bashing their head against an anvil? These things all show us very different things about the characters who are involved in the fight. And remember, that's the purpose of combat in novels. So just remember, When you're trying to write a fight scene in a novel, don't think of it like a tabletop role-playing game. Don't think of it like that at all. Instead, start thinking about what are the things you want to show us about those characters who are involved in that fight. Numbers... Mm.
0: That's yeah. a very good. Uh, that's a very good standpoint. I think. Yeah, I would. I would say so because, like, um, and I know this is this is now going. I think this is more so about writing in general, like writing novels in general. This guy's mm-hmm. like. But I mean, general. this is. But it's it's, it's linked, fine. and like, I I agree. If if you're doing mostly, and I think honestly, if you if you want to use these kinds of techniques in something like when your PCs go to a gladiatorial arena, right, mm. and they uh, watch the fights that are happening you can you can use these to kind of weave that in right absolutely and then and then have it so that they have a it's more it's a quick time because you're not rolling it out right yes you, you don't want to roll that out believe me it's it can get really uh yeah but um in something like it's just that, the dm fighting with himself exactly right and like that's, that's kind of boring most of the time yeah. um Especially for, like, I've done it, and man, is it boring for me. Because <laughs> I'm just like, and this guy, he whirl- whirls around and he hits him. And this guy, uh, he uh, dodges out of the way. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, know? you just say what happens, basically. Exactly. You don't have to, you don't roll it. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I would say that this is uh, a good thing to keep in mind for both uh, instances. Because, yeah, I agree 100%. Like, you don't need to tell them everything that's inconsequential. You can give them a few moments of, like... Things that aren't as important that don't really matter to the to the fight at hand, but mm-hmm. that um, add some, as he's saying, characterization like missing because um, they start. Uh, one of them starts uh, yelling at the other one, telling him how much. Uh, his family is uh is downtrodden and he's much better and his him and his family are much better than this other guy's family right and it starts Mm -hmm. to put the other guy into a rage and so he starts missing more right yeah and then you can like kind of play that up and see that he's oh he's easy to provoke right that's a Mm -hmm. or he's he's Uh, not easy to provoke, but more ticked off by that certain, uh, uh, that one. Yeah. Right. Don't Um, talk about his family. Right. Yeah. Don't put his family down. Like he's a family guy, right? Like he has honor for his family, right? Like that gives you a whole bunch of things that you can now convey, um, Mm -hmm. without having him say it out loud. Right. Because it's the whole thing of show. Don't tell. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, because he was saying first hit last hit, and characterization Mm -hmm. i think there are there is definitely wiggle room for hits in the middle because like because in in movies you see it all the time where if if there's kind of a 1v1 Mm -hmm. um if someone so say the start that fight starts out normally both Mm -hmm. people are very are uh, relatively composed and then uh, main character takes a few hits and then he hits the villain like in the gut and now the villain gets like super pissed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um you know he starts swinging more wildly or maybe he gets dangerously calm
1: mm-hmm. well, and that's, so you I, can, I
0: would i would say that these are examples of that characterization right? exactly so and what i mean is that's not the that's the the first hit and then the last hit you oh know what I mean? okay i see what you that's mean. that's what he said he didn't say anything about the middle well i, so think, I, think, I think the that's characterization should that. be you know first hit characterization then the last hit i think that's how it should have been worded but oh I, know what you- I see what you mean yes oh absolutely yeah. you should have put it in more of a better order but i i, I understand what he means more so yeah um I didn't think uh that kind of format in a drawn out duel scene it advances in stages with each fighter gauging the other and adapting to counter or gain an edge. By the way, the duel mm-hmm. I had set was between Geralt from The Witcher and Jamie from Game of Thrones, one of my best fights in that crossover. Hell yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that being um exceptionally cool to to like play through because they're both very competent um sword, swordsmen mm-hmm. and like figuring each other out with because that's the whole point of like the first few things of a, of a sword fight is you're figuring your opponent out right you're not yeah. you're not trying to just go in immediately and try to kill him, right you're trying to figure um, out how to kill them best unless you're a unless you're a barbarian unless you're a barbarian because they don't give a shit and they don't have to yeah oh man that reminds me of a fucking scene from record of ragnarok but uh, i won't go into it okay
1: <laughs> three d not you
0: enemy not have
3: six protagonists now, I want to oh, be clear. You totally about can, protagonists, I'm but... talking about major recurring characters that we have at least two major point-of-view scenes from. The reason for this is that in a tabletop role-playing game, you have a lot of different sessions where each character gets their chance to sign and be the center of attention, and that's great. In a novel, you only have three, four, five hundred pages. You don't have as much space, so it's very, very hard to juggle that many point-of-views. Second of all, so, point so
0: okay, so I understand what you're saying, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Yeah, you can. You <laughs> you just have to condense it a lot. Yeah, like and, you Yeah, you, I do now that I'm now that he's uh worded it out and said it more, I do actually agree with the fact that you you would have a very, very hard time doing yes, like it would be five or six. It would be very difficult to do five or six. I've seen many a time where you you have uh uh many different characters from many different points of views that are looking at different things but they all tie together right yeah no six protagonists tell that to game of thrones that's true right like that that and well again that's a tv show no No, no, we're talking talking in the books. books even in the books oh that's right yeah Yeah, they were books. they were books first yeah it's true that's right um but even so like regardless i feel like uh even in uh i i've read a couple of different books that have had at least four or maybe a couple more no i think i've seen maximum four um, because I don't think people want to do it, which is fine, right? But I yeah. don't think it's impossible because you can tie, you can tie, you can switch between if you have two characters in the same scene and you both make them kind of make characters, um, yeah. and then you, you have them both uh, have different experiences or at least see the same experience through their eye- different eyes in a way. Now, you know what else, you know who else did that? Now mm. that I'm thinking about it, mm. Lord of the Rings, kind of, mm-hmm. because- yeah. A little bit. Obviously in the first movie it was basically all just the Fellowship. Sure, sure. Effectively. And then in Two Towers it was Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Sure. Yep. Uh, Merry and Pippin and then eventually Merry and Pippin split. Yep. Uh there was um, Frodo and Sam mm. then and then I know that they got even more split up in uh, Return of the King. Yeah, it- uh, because what? then it was like, Gandalf, Eowyn, and mm-hmm. Merry, Pippin, yeah. and uh, Denethor, effectively. Yep. Oh wait, no, Pippin and Gandalf were kind of together in the Siege of Minas Tirith. That's true. Uh, Faramir, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, mm-hmm. Frodo, and then Theoden. Yeah. Um, so you kind of had seven different points of view, not including the orcs. I don't remember if the books were the same way I it's been a long while since I've read the books themselves. Yeah, I never actually read the Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit. Oh, okay, yeah. I read that too, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was more just Bilbo, basically. It was pretty, it was pretty much just Bilbo. Yeah. yeah because um, it never really cut away to the dwarves, or even yeah. really Gandalf. Yeah, it's true. Um, But, uh, yeah... It, it's but been yeah, a while it's, since the books, so I, I can't really uh, go from that. But and definitely then with the movies, yeah. And with movies, it's a lot easier, I would say. Yeah, because – yeah. Right. And then the thing – I'm trying – I used to read uh, Dragonlance. I don't know if you guys right, ever right, did. Right, right. And I'm trying to remember if they ever did something similar because they kind of had some stories that were like uh, world-shaking events mm-hmm. in those books that had kind of like a fellowship-style sure ensemble sure and they did either. kind of the same thing where it's like they split into twos and threes and so you did actually have like five points of view from all these characters right yeah, yeah. and anime and manga man balance multiple pro tags all the time but that's the thing true. is with anime and manga that's one tv show two with the manga um that's thousands of pages hundreds of chapters sometimes mm, yeah they do they do kind of split them up a lot more yeah, um, so like, and it's not that uh it's not that you can't do it in a book, but the uh point that he's trying to get across is that novels. in a book like a single novel, mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of pages whereas manga can just as long as it keeps getting funded will just go and go and go and go, yeah, you know true. what I mean? At least until the story's over. Yeah. Um The Percy Jackson books did multiple protags quite well. I have never read them, but I've heard good things. Um mm. first 3 books were like that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, Del dragon De Rattier, okay. Dragonlance is excellent, it's really good. That's what got me into like fantasy and shit. When I started reading them, when oh god, probably how old am I now? 28? <laughs> dude, I know that. Feel. I probably started reading <laughs> them like 15 years ago. I, I don't have any of my books anymore, yeah, but yeah, they were really excellent, yeah. Anyway,
3: views aren't free. There's a reader overhead, because your readers have to keep track of all these different voices and tones and goals. And second of all, when you start looking at adding multiple point of views, it drastically increases the length of your work. That's not to say that you can't have an ensemble cast of heroes. You absolutely can. The thing that immediately springs to mind are books like The Expanse, where you have a whole crew of people together on a spaceship working together. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at those novels, the thing that you'll frequently notice is that they confine themselves not to the whole crew's point of view, but instead to one or two major characters mm. and that is an important distinction that makes it much more easier for the writer to manage much, much more easy
0: but sure much more easier <laughs> mr. Bo- mr bowtie writer Sorry. <laughs> I- uh, don't worry i like the video I no like the yeah video. it's fine it's it's, it's fine so far it's just or, this this is one thing that i just have con- contention with just because i think you can do it i think it's possible yeah. it's just you. You really gotta want it, right? You want to work yeah, at that's it. That's the thing, and All I right. and I like that he has said multiple times that you can do it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. really hard. Absolutely. And then, yeah, the Forgotten Realms with Drizzt was my first introduction to fantasy beyond Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I read I read Drizzt as well, um, and I liked it. Um, I think I preferred the Dragonlance things, be- hmm. just because there are so many different stories and from different points of view. Sure. And that world is actually a, uh. uh like a progressive world where uh you can kind of think of it like uh comic books where if Superman beat this guy in the next comic book, Batman might be talking about, Oh, dude, you see that time, fucking Superman beat that guy? It was pretty oh, okay. cool, dude. You know, it was like that. <laughs> gotcha. There are gonna be three yeah. new Dragonlance books? Really? Oh. Yeah. Yep, there are. Although apparently, Wizards of the Coast were real assholes to fucking Tracy Hickman and uh, Margaret Weis. Uh... I don't know why they did that. They had a there was a big thing about it. Oh but... man, that sucks. Yeah, um, yep, they were real assholes. There's also like it's... the the recent like uh, people leaving from D and D Beyond. That was also a thing that was happening. Um, apparently. Oh really? Yeah, that happened really recently, and I don't know what that was about. I I didn't look you into know? it too much, but it, it was yeah. just a a thing, and I was like, oh, huh, weird.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Number four, blacksmith syndrome. In a lot of my early D&D games, I was heavily influenced by video games. My NPCs in that game were just complete cardboard cutouts. They had no personality to them at all. Mm. But in a tabletop role-playing game, you can also kind of force that involvement. You can kind of force that character to be developed. If you're meeting that blacksmith, that's just a cardboard cutout, your character can wop it and say, well, how did you get into blacksmithing? Tell mm. me about your family. How's your husband or wife? You know, I don't judge. In a novel, your readers don't have that luxury. Mm. Just remember that in a novel, it's even more important because your readers are looking to you to immerse them into the story and developing those side characters is an integral part of that. Number
0: four. I would agree entirely. Um, yes. Yeah. In, in, in d and it's incredibly easy to um to, like, have your your players just go hey what's your name <laughs> right yeah like, any, uh, <laughs> any of your npcs and then you go yeah that's Finn. why i started his name is, is Finn. compiling lists of names to be mm-hmm. like okay what's this guy's name mm-hmm. it's this no it's a good thing to do like we've talked about it before it, it helps yeah. to add that because you want like we we talked about the um the making it feel like a living world, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want to try to make it feel more like a living, breathing world, you want to have people that have names and they have stories. They are themselves people, right? Yeah. Um, it is it is a good thing to to do. Yeah, and um, that way, you know, you can easily write it down. It's like what it wasn't. They met Butcher. It was they met the Imp and Spine Devil Butcher duo. Mm, that's right. Uh, whatever their names are, and All the right. fucking Spine Devil cooks meat. By getting in the oven <laughs> with fucking pieces of meat on his spines. So he just chills in there. Right. Chills. Exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only a few protags must have never played or sleep in Final Fantasy Six, Dude, yeah, I love that game. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah. I never finished it because the fucking final fight is so hard. <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, um, that well i need a magic shop trader who had a role in the greater story of an adventure sort of to explain how he was so knowledgeable and subtly aiding the party in their goals yeah. so he was the potion seller ah potion seller
2: <laughs> yeah uh, well,
0: i need only your strongest potion exactly and like uh like i have um my my uh dressed uh dressed the the guy who can make basically anything um who mm-hmm. people can meet at, at points whenever and like he's around he does things he only stays in some parts of the world so he's not always available <sighs> right yeah to have, basically have a traveling merchant and then it's like okay this week he's probably uh probably on the road here right next he, week he, he'll he, be around in this city you exactly know? and like he he um he's in high he's in higher demand because again he can make anything but like he he's more he has knowledge of things if people want them he's just very eccentric and people don't really want to talk to him very much As <laughs> or they, they really do <laughs> want to talk <laughs> to Mike him the wire fucking elder scrolls right. damn it eight. Not here <laughs> that's true Um uh he would have gotten that he would have um but yeah like he's also but it's also like people do want to talk to him but they don't ask him those questions because he is very knowledgeable but they again he's so eccentric they just don't want like, to deal with him well no they do but they don't want to talk to him about shit that they're doing right like they just want to talk to him <laughs> yeah and it's just like uh, hey, I'm, I'm sorry get- Oh, could I? Uh, could we actually have a a tiny little break? I just need to use the restroom. Oh, for go sorry. for it. I'll just I'll yeah. talk to these people over here. You know. Okay. Cold, I apologize. Cold. I'll oh, be back. Good. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My merchant did the same thing. It makes it easier for the group to get what they need and touch on story threads. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, having having something like uh, obviously like having them be in more of a not main base, but having them have a a uh. easily accessible tavern or something where they can find rumors or talk to the barkeep who kind of gets more of that information from people right like have something where you have a a a believable person that can give this kind of information if the party even thinks about it right don't force it on them they're they're available these people are here right they might think to go to um a guard captain instead if they're Uh, in better terms with them, or if uh they might go to the local wizard, right? Because uh they would know a lot more about certain things, or right? Like you have all these people around, and then you go, okay, uh you need information. What are you gonna do, right? Like who who are you gonna talk to? Like you go out in the street and you start talking to every Joe and Jane out there, and then they go, I maybe I know, I don't know. We roll a thing, and then might they might not um but um yeah so i think the other thing is for all of these um side characters right like uh he was saying um they all kind of like i said before everyone has a story like it's it can be something very simple you can make it something incredibly simple and it's not like everyone needs to be like oh I also battled the bear one day and lost my family and then uh the bear I found him again afterwards um after I buried my family and then just uh uh befriended him or something I don't know I'm kind of just spitballing here but like they bef- he befriends him by conquering him in another uh test of strength and uh and then Uh, keeping him basically under wraps in the sense of he won't ever kill another innocent person again or something. I don't know. Um, And so now he wanders the land with his bear friend, and they go and they uh, kill poachers. I don't know. (laughs) Um, The amount of times I have had a party enter a bar to gather information and instead find the first NPC that sounds cool and just forget to ask about anything related to their quest. Exactly. Like, um... And that can be anybody. <laughs> That's the thing. You you get any, like, any NPC can come up to a group or be adjacent to them somehow. And the, the players will go, what's going on with them? You describe them in any way that is slightly out of the ordinary. This is tried and true, at least for, for a lot of things that I've been in and it's probably a case for a lot of other people, you just describe them slightly differently, and they it piques their interest immediately. They want to know everything about that guy, right? Like, they go, hey, uh, I, what's that guy look like? And you go, oh, he's uh, about uh, six foot. He's uh, got, uh, you know, blonde hair. Uh, he's got a big scar that runs down his, his face from uh, his forehead all the way down. Like you can see, even down to his neck, and it still goes. It doesn't end there. You don't know where it ends, but it still goes. And then they go, "Huh, I wonder what's going on with him." Right? I did do a faction theme in one small game. Multiple gangs with history and unique leaders who offer different services, some exclusive to their group, such as potions or a weapons business. Yeah, that's another way to do it, right? Like have uh guilds or um uh factions, like you say. Um, like I have. Um, for the current world that I haven't worked on for a long while, but I still need to. Um, uh, Oxian. It has four factions that are each um controlling different parts of this continent, um, of this land because they uh, it's inspired a lot by um Eberron, and in Eberron they all were fighting a lot, and then they uh, something happened and it exploded the inside of the land or the middle of the land, and it became um, uh, a weird magic zone, basically. And I really like that, and so I kind of took that, and I was just like, yeah, these guys, they fought a lot. Uh, they're in a weird magic zone, or they have a weird magic zone. Things come from that magic zone that are unnatural at times. Nobody knows what the fuck happened, but people really want their land and stuff, so they're doing back alley deals, and they're doing, like... Um, uh, like secret wars in the sense of like information trying to get that get it away from other people um all that kind of stuff and so each of them can give different uh blessings quote unquote or um offerings or whatever it is to to pe- to the players if they decided they want to pledge themselves to them they don't have to they never have to they never even have to interact with them really um they might accidentally stand- stumble upon them a couple of times so they might be forced to if they uh interfere but like legitimately it it just it's just one of those things where it's like they have this option it's going to be here and if they choose to use it they can uh if they choose that they have nothing uh to do with it they can and hell if they want to have different of uh, different parts of them um pledged to different places it'll be tough but you could try right like it would be one of those things where this guy just can't go near um one of their headquarters right and the other guys can just go in frequently Um, had a shopkeeper named Strongjaw, and because of his accent and mustache, the entire session becomes uh, became let's be friends with Strongjaw. Exactly, sounds like the world wound from Pathfinder. I don't know about that. Is that is that basically the same thing of like a big weird magic thing that happened? Because like, I honestly, for that kind of thing, I don't even know personally what caused it. Right, because it's I don't think. I think it. I, I could if if it was really something that people are interested in, we could try to get to it. Right. But it would be a forever kind of quest. Right. You could try to figure it out and then maybe figure out something that might be adjacent to it. Right. But if you ever figured out exactly what happened, then um, that would kind of make the entire world change because then you go, OK, now someone knows how this works or at least someone claims to know how this works. They're going to be either hunted or um like completely like on the uh on the bad end of uh what is it? uh the nature kind of stuff. Um not nature, uh druidic kind of uh, factions, right? That are more about keeping the peace and not having that happen again. Um or you have uh the factions that are like recruiting, right? They're trying to go, "Okay, tell us what it is." Because then you can be literally the most powerful part of our faction, right? Uh it's a region where this there is a direct portal to the abyss. Pretty much every nation in the setting work to keeping the demons contained with wards and loaned armies. Ooh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> so, yeah, my mine is more just like it's a thing that people are trying to study secretly, but also openly at times. Um, and they're trying to Again, discover what happened, um, in order to either make sure it never happens again, or go into it uh, uh ridiculously and like try to hap- make it happen again. It's super wild and paladin and friendly. That makes sense. Yeah, because like all the demons of the abyss, and you just smite them all. <laughs> it's a good. I I think um, having something like that where there's a constant battle is a good setting um a good at least uh backdrop right because um it makes it so that you can have interesting things happening because of the war right um you have uh people getting drafted you have taxes might be going up you have um uh oh let's see um military occupancy maybe even um on the fringes just because they need somewhere to sleep and they're just going to they're just going to take those places over because they fucking can. Um you could have then uh factions that are deserters. Um you could have factions that are more belligerent or not uh not benevolent, the other one. Malevolent. That's the one. Um because they're like, "Hey, die." <laughs> because this is stupid. We need to stop this, you know. I can't wait for Owlbear's video game for it to come out. Uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I've seen that around a lot. I've seen that uh on YouTube like as in videos and people are are. if you're curious, look up Wrath of the Righteous. It's a book campaign being converted into a video game later this year. Mythic levels and cool stuff such as becoming a lich, demilord, or angel. Dude, that sounds awesome. I still have yet to play um Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um... Which I think just got the update a while ago. That was like, hey, um, you can play it kind of more like Divinity. Is that a thing? Because if it is, I will play that more, uh, more uh, closer or sooner. Brain, hello. <laughs> I can't think. Um, does that sound? That would be really fun. Because I think I really want to get into more of Pathfinder's like world, and uh, I need to read it again like, actually, you know, know more things about it, obviously, and play it more. But there's also, like, um, uh, the video game, which helps with that as well. Uh, Kingmaker is very old-school Icewind Dale style. Okay. Play Kingmaker. It's also, it's turn-based mode, which plays more like the tabletop visuals. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, they do have the turn-based mode. Good. Because it was, um, real-time before, and I'm much, I'm way worse at real-time, um, I can only really wrap my head around it in Total War, Warhammer 2 these days, like real-time stuff. I'm not good at managing that shit. (laughs) I know you can pause during it, or at least when I was playing it. I know you could, but, like, my brain, it just, it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, Mog is correct. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, brain, brain
1: is dying what was I going to say? I was saying something else about... It. Uh... What? Nope, it's gone. <laughs> oh, right. um, Wrath of the Righteous. So, is it also going
0: to be... Um... Like like the... uh Turn-based mode? Because that would be really cool. I, I much prefer the turn-based stuff than the real-time stuff. Um how do you use a mod to make Kingmaker turn based? Okay. Okay, if there is if it's a mod, because I, I thought that they were putting that as an actual like um feature. I think they were. I don't know, it's been a while. Um But if not then. Eh. You can play turn based, active play, or mix between both. Ooh, okay, cool. Thank you. Um Yeah, so that's the thing. Turn-based like works better for me just because my I can think <laughs> great because um with something like uh Total War Warhammer 2 if I play it for um my next turn-based in it without a mod. Okay. Um with something like Warhammer 2 um that I if I'm in a in a battle with two armies and they're both at full strength or four or anything really, I have to go pause and slow-mo with it because otherwise my brain just cannot think. Right. And I, even then I still forget about a bunch of units, but it's super fun. I fucking love that game. Great. Warhammer three is coming out by the way. If you, (laughs) if you haven't, and that hasn't like gotten on your radar, Warhammer three is coming and I'm so excited. Kislev, the bear riders I'm so excited, dude! I love bears. Bears are great. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. I know we're now going into more like, uh, video game stuff, but still, everybody started off as a mod. Alcat updated the game to have that feature properly added into Kingmaker. Gotcha. Cool. Then good for them because I'm glad they did that because again, um, something like Divinity Original Sin two, fucking fantastic time. We we were playing that. Um. Uh, myself, uh, uh, or, sorry, uh, Boo, myself, and Aiden, and, um, uh, Net ones Brogan, um, they, we were all playing it together, and we just never finished it, we really should go back to that, it was really fun, I want a Total War 40k,
1: dude,
0: dude, if only, if only, I wish, I really don't know why they haven't done it yet. It would be it would be interesting if they could. Like I would play the fuck out of that. Oh man. That'd be so much fun.
1: Never
0: use that mode as a nice option. Cool. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Don't worry. We went off topic and started talking about to, uh, Total War. <laughs> okay. Um maybe after the third game? Dude, if they bring Total War 40k after Total War 3. I know. That would be great. That would be yeah! so Yeah. I know. I I, I want forty k to be total war. That would be so much oh, fun. No. Yeah, they're gonna have to up the unit scale though. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Like fun. you can't have like a hundred and eighty termagants. You need more like thousands. Right. Yeah. Dude, that'd be sweet. Ah. Oh! Like one that's based off the tabletop. Uh, it kind of, yeah, absolutely. Kind of yeah, just like um uh, Warhammer Two. Don't is Warhammer's based off the tabletop. Yeah, yeah. It's based off of Sigmar, which is yeah. Uh no, great. actually it's based off of seventh edition. Oh really? Okay, cool. I yep, hope they because... don't change that because if they put Sigmar stuff in, then people are gonna be really upset. <laughs> well, I mean, they they might be because uh, uh in the announcement trailer, mm-hmm. um they were saying uh in the very first teaser trailer they said Azir st- uh, stars. Okay. And in uh Sigmar or in Age of Sigmar, that's where Sigmar went. He retreated to mm-hmm. Azir, which is basically like Heaven, to make okay. the Stormcast Eternals. Oh no, no, don't yeah. give me the Stormcast Eternals. I know. No one wants Sigmarines. No one I know. But here's the here's the thing though. Yeah. If we get um if we get N uh that'll be end time stuff. So True. we'll get official um uh, storm fiends for the true. skaven yeah we'll get osiark bone reapers okay yeah, yeah, yeah which are fucking awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's true for that's true. uh the other races so i just ignore them <laughs> yeah, yeah well that's a shit <laughs> yeah. um i would get it just to try 40k without the huge investment dude um get tabletop simulator <laughs> yeah like legit like, i mean that's or, what we've been that's doing that's what uh aiden's whole big thing was like he mm-hmm. couldn't afford to actually do uh warhammer 40K. yep 40k or or fantasy true, really true. um yeah. but like you can it, as long as you can afford tabletop sim which i think is like what 30 bucks 20, 20 bucks it's 20 bucks 20 bucks yeah then you can play it oh absolutely absolutely yeah. like the it's only awesome. thing you you literally can just go on wahapedia and um all of the other like all the other kinds of sites there and they give you everything you need they have all the all the errata already in there like everything is there the tabletop uh sorry uh battle scribe is already with up-to-date points up-to-date rules all that shit it's great really good um i wish i could wrap my head around warhammer yeah blood bowl is great i like blood bowl a lot um i do have tabletops tabletop sim yes good yeah go, cool um
3: anyway Back to whatever we were talking about. (laughs) Five. Rooms are not 40 foot by 60 foot. So we've all been there where you've got a sheet of graph paper and you have an idea and you start drawing and you start laying it out and then bam, you've got a completed dungeon. You're ready to fill it with monsters and turn the players loose. And when I started writing, I took that same gusto and ported it over to my books. I made maps of everything. And the problem is, is that those maps were leading me in the wrong direction. I still remember, I was trying to write how this character was zigzagging and winding through the different hallways to get to the throne room. When I realized sometime later, I could just write, he ran to the throne room. Fundamentally, I don't care about how many squares a room is. I care about what's a room feel like. Is it a dank, narrow dungeon where you're wading through ankle-deep muck and a cold chill blowing through the passageway? Is it a quiet little library where you can walk
0: around and find any magical book that you want? Okay, so I understand what he's saying again, but yeah. I think even so, mapping it out can give you that, like, you c- it can give you those feels of, like, this is how the room will be right like because yeah, like it, it and... doesn't matter like how many squares it is that doesn't give you don't have to give a shit about that right um, uh-huh. it, easily enough you can just you can have it be there so that you then place things in the room in your in your little map there, and then uh-huh. you can have those be things that you describe in your novel right yeah not to mention if you have a going back to his example where he's zigzagging around corridors and stuff to get to the throne room yeah. you can still do that yeah and you can you can make that be what makes the place feel unique exactly right like you know, it's, it's a it's winding like a labyrinthian line. yes exactly shit absolutely like i or a labyrinthine whatever whichever yeah um yeah. but yeah absolutely like i feel like that's that's something that can be very very well conveyed with something like that because if i like with your example dude you just said i guess to the throne room i'm like okay yeah Uh, then then it just becomes if it's meant to be nothing in the story yeah then then it makes sense sure but if if you're trying to convey something then you wouldn't write it that way anyway right exactly uh detail oversized simple yeah yeah
3: Or is it a bar where everyone is banging their mugs on the table, ready to drink the night away? <laughs> okay, I like the googly eyes. When Pretty you're good. working on writing a novel, don't worry about exact floor plans. They don't okay, that matter. I agree. Just start worrying mm-hmm. about what does the place feel like. <laughs> Lastly, okay. again,
0: yeah, in a way, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you can still get a feel while also right. while having a map. Yeah, the thing is, if I were to, if I'm trying to write a novel about a place that is going to be an important place, yeah. I would probably map it out so that I could have a better understanding of what I'm writing about. That way, it's yeah. a more concrete image in my mind. And let's also not—we uh, can we can also use this to um, promote more consistency with our writing, yes. right? Because then you you can still have that. Excuse me, you can have that um that room plan. <laughs> excuse me, goodness. Mm-hmm. And you can figure out how many people are going to be able to fit in that room comfortably and like where things are positioned again, and then you can make it so that it makes sense how something mm-hmm. gets from point A to point B, right Yeah, you you can use it to again, it, it is a lot of extra work, so so I understand um yeah. if if it's not something that you really want to do, but it it only helps, I think. I don't think it. Yeah. The only thing it would detract is your time. But again, I is that too much time? I, that's up to you, right? Like I, I now I, want a story where one of the characters has OCD and has to measure every room they in. Oh no, that'd be a slow story. You never get to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, one way I detail how big a room is sharing how many people are in the room and how comfortably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's an easy way to do it. And, like, mm-hmm. you can, with the map, you can just go, I think about 20 people can fit in here comfortably, right? Yeah. And then you say, uh, a group of uh, about 20 are sitting comfortably in this room, like, mm-hmm. having a drink, um, light chatter is going about, and, you know, All you, their mugs then... have
1: people, guys.
0: yes exactly all the mugs have googly eyes um (laughs) every tankard the kegs even like (laughs) yeah everything has googly eyes literally everything even the floor and Mm -hmm. the walls and the ceiling Mm -hmm. oh geez it would be kind of a great big bad evil guy quirk i think that'd be neat
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) number six be wary of how role-playing games handle race Okay, so for this one, I want to talk about Dungeons & Dragons. A lot of other games were influenced by it as well, but Dungeons & Dragons is one of the first that started it. In character creation, you start choosing a race. And from a game design perspective, they include this to give your characters additional abilities, different modifiers to your ability scores, and some extra customization options. Uh However, when you start looking at how they handle race... I'm not an expert in this, by any means. I'm a white guy who's still trying to learn how to write diversity better. I'm not all the way there. I'm still trying to grow this skill set myself. And it's something that I'm just not really in a position to talk about. As such, I'm not going to tell you how you should handle a situation like this in your novel. Okay, that's good. I'm not the person to say that. But I do want to wave a red flag around and tell you that there are some seriously problematic undertones to the way they handle race in these role-playing
1: games. Here we go. I'm
3: going to put some links down below in the description to some people who are much more qualified to talk about these issues and they have articulated a lot of the problems in much more depth than i possibly could do it justice in a youtube video
0: i like yeah well D races aren't actually races they're species yeah yeah that's and also, also they're not even races or species they're folks they're right but they're folks now that's true um Uh, i'm glad he didn't uh, okay i'm glad he admitted that he was not the one to talk about it but i do kind of i wish that he did say his opinions on it because that way we could most likely refute them yeah i was gonna say because again we've gone over this before i don't think like it it all depends on how they're handled um in the in the fucking game but we can agree that some species can be Mm. more evil yeah <laughs> like that's a thing be, that can happen because it's here's fantasy the, yeah the thing is you can have you can actually have the they are born evil thing because some people actually are right in in that kind of setting Yes, yes in like, dungeons and dragons that actually can happen right because you literal be evil, born evil literal evil exists Yes. So, like, so you, absolute good and well, okay, maybe not absolute good. But absolute evil no, does because, exist. Yeah, both exist. It is it is a thing that we can measure, right? Yes. And like I understand if we want to go with um I believe more in the idea of nurture or nature theme. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's Yeah. That, that's the thing, right? We we have advocated for that as well, but we've yeah. also said that you can totally go, "Hey, this race, these orcs, they are evil. Yeah, that's and that's fine. okay. That's because fine. like, if that's outlined in the story and you need them to be your bad mm-hmm. guy, fine. Yes, we're not. And then here, here's not, the other thing though. Mm-hmm. You can say these orcs are evil, but these ones are good. Yeah, absolutely. You can also you can do that say too. that. Like, let's let's go with. In fact, um, Lord, <laughs> Lord of the I'll, Rings. No, I oh. was gonna I was gonna go for Wow. Actually, um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. Wow has um the horde orcs um. They're not evil. They're yeah. not there are definitely shades of gray. There are good mm. orcs, there are bad orcs. There are the There is an Orc Jesus. There is an Orc Jesus, and he is really good. Yes. Um, and then there is Orc uh Hitler, who is also really bad. Uh he died. Mm. It's cool. Yes. Um, Jesus killed Hitler. He did. It was he pretty did. great. It was it was great. <laughs> I actually. was there for that. I was there for that too. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um but he legitimately- also killed like a giant fuck off dragon with a yes. big fucking laser thing yes, it he was did. weird um Ugh. so so, <laughs> so but like there are also the one the the tribes of orcs that are quite literally devoted to um evil as well they are quite literally a part of that but that is a that is a whole spectrum and again yeah. race in D&D is not a thing that we are we are representing for race in the real world remember this yeah. right because again people in in the real world are a bunch of different races, but we're all still people, okay? But still, we're, we're all from different places, and we all have different skin colors and shit. The yeah. orcs are all a single species. Yes. They are just a bunch of different people. They are not humans, because humans exist that have different races, right? Yes, That exactly. is a thing.
2: <laughs> so yeah. if you
0: want to be actually racist with humans go for it yeah like that's and- a thing that you can do you can also technically make them specious against yes. the orcs right that is another yeah, so like thing it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you speak i don't care if you say zug zug or fucking uh here we go mm-hmm. or daka daka. exactly i don't care what you say if you're an orc you're evil Exactly. It could be. You're just fucking Zeno scum. And then, and then you have those that are trying to, like, again. And then you have those interesting stories of those people that get over that that inherent yes. speciesism because they're now learning about those things. Because again, I know, I know that people are really looking to try to put the sticks into D and D. Still, um, they're trying yeah. really hard to poke those holes. But let's be honest. Again, fantasy. Fantasy racism, yeah. like I understand, you can you can pull things from real life and use them for those species, right? And you can have them yeah. represented, but I don't see that with orcs, <laughs> right? Yeah, like um, yeah. with the drow, I think an argument could be made more so, um, with like like misogyny, I guess. But that's about it. Uh, that's as far as like, and I'm what? saying an argument could. Be oh, made. oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying I I agree that that is the case. But I, I think that an argument can be made. I just don't think that it's a thing that is prevalent. Yeah, I mean yeah, you can make the argument, but it falls apart the instant you know about their lore. Yes. The only reason why there is quote unquote misogyny is because they are they were effectively enslaved by a goddess. Right. And, and it's, she not, only it's not wants even
1: priestesses. Sorry,
0: yeah, it's not even misogyny, sorry, it's the other way around. Um, Mis- uh, misandry. Yes, misandry. So like yeah. that's a thing. Let's not. Yeah, talk because about all it, though, males are like one, not a f- like first level, uh, uh, second, first, no, third class citizens. There we yes, go. That's right. They're like worse than slaves. Exactly. They're more so,
1: worse.
0: So like, that's a thing. Well, I guess we'll yeah. not talk about that. We'll just say that the Drow are yeah, problematic for some reason, yeah. and not specify that it's because of the. No, it's not because that they are all powerful women that hate men. No, no, no. It's because their skin is different. <laughs> yeah right, no, right right so let's let's just anyway we've talked about that before and you know you can yeah, get our and we've, uh, we've already given our thoughts mm-hmm. on it but to keep a long story short no no <laughs> exactly there and actually you know what it reminds me uh mm. moving it away from that mm. um there was another Dragonlance book where uh basically what happens in the world of Dragonlance. i'll spoil a little bit it's not like sure. uh it's not like really, really big spoilers, but this happens to the world. Um, basically the world gets, um, the gods lose the world. Mm -hmm. They lose it. They can't find it anymore. Okay. And, um, they, they go quiet and there's a period of time where magic doesn't work because the gods of magic aren't there. Mm -hmm. And like physically they are not there and they Mm -hmm. physically cannot find the world to Mm -hmm. actually interact with it and give it their magic to it. Um, and what happens is they lose the world. The world goes somewhere else mm. physically, and it is in a new like universe where dragons are way fucking bigger. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so what happens is the world gets moved. The world gets lost, and uh, a bunch of dragons show up, and it's one representative from each of the chromatic dragons, white, mm. blue, green, black, and red and you know how uh great worms are really fucking big uh yes uh they're like how big are they they're like gargantuan they're like a thousand Uh, feet long yeah they're they're fucking fucking huge yeah yeah uh so imagine if a young dragon Uh was as big as a great worm oh okay yeah and all dragons are like that okay um So what happens is those five dragons show up and they're the most powerful things on the planet now. And they basically take over the world Mm -hmm. and multiple dragon cults spring up because of it. They're like fucking really super evil. And um, over the course of uh, multiple stories, uh, some of those dragons are killed and they are like dethroned effectively. And one of them, there's a big fucking green dragon who's a real bitch Mm. and she is killed and falls into a gigantic lake in an elven homeland in like a forest. Okay. And she was like super, super evil. Mm. And because of the magic of the, uh, elven forest and homeland, she like haunts the lake forever. It's real bad. Okay. And the lake is completely corrupted. The forest around it is starting to become like more evil and the elves have to leave Mm. like an entire race Mm. of elves has to leave their forest. Imagine, um, Imagine the L. Imagine Lothlorian, basically. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So the entirety of Lothlorien has to fuck off, basically. And they have to go to this other place. Mm -hmm. But dozens and dozens of years later, uh, you pick up in a story where goblins are enslaved by some uh, asshole dwarves. Sure.
1: And these dwarves.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. these dwarves are real bastards like they're not like they're not the nice dwarves they're uh, effectively think like chaos dwarves they're oh, like cool. that cool they're real bad <laughs> okay um and so they use these goblins as a uh, labor they're mining and they're like picking up uh like iron and metal and shit like that mm-hmm. um <laughs> i like that hey saloon have you seen my world <laughs> i already checked the couch cushions. <laughs> yeah right oh, Pretty good. um so what happens is these goblins, I forget exactly what happens, but they wind up escaping mm. or somebody comes along, kills the dwarves and they 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 fuck off. Mm. Um, And they have this goblin seer, like a little shaman lady named Moon Eye because she's blind in one eye. Sure. And they see, she sees in a vision the elven forest. Okay. And it's like, hey, we could live here and it would work well for us because we're goblins and the fucking evil shit doesn't care about us. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more... Like the dragon hated the elves, you know. Right, 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 right. And so you have this whole adventure where you have this ragtag group of goblins, there's like 50, 60, 70 goblins, just trying to get to this elven forest just to settle. That's kind of just awesome. to live somewhere. That's super. Cool. And it's just their journey where they're getting attacked by like packs of wolves and bounty hunters yeah. and shit. Like, oh, there's some there's like a big fucking group of goblins out there. We gotta fucking kill them. Yeah, they're yeah, dangerous. Yeah you know and so then you really start to feel for a lot of these goblins like there's i think there's like a bugbear in there too oh hell yeah and it was just a really really good story showing goblins just and i mean they they are not any different from any other goblins it's just from their perspective right absolutely they are not they are not any nicer than any other goblins Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. just trying to survive and it's a really good story i'm sure yeah that sounds really cool actually yeah Um. it's just a great it's and I mean, it's basically just a point A to point B. Yeah, but it's all the things along the way. It's like it's like how um, Lord of the Rings is a point A to point B, but all the things along the way is what really makes the yeah. story. Yeah, and so cool. like they they lose people along the way, mm-hmm. and it's really mm-hmm. sad. And it's great. It's a great story. I don't remember the name of it though, for okay. the life of me. If somebody out there knows, please uh, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that'd be that'd be cool to cool to actually seek because I would I would read that. That sounds really cool. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? Go ahead and play the video. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Um, well, let me just read a couple of these things, because uh, alignment is a physical aspect in D&D. Yes. Uh, this idea of race being genetically faster or stronger than any other is weird, but a species being stronger or faster, I am not as fast as a horse. Just saying. Exactly. Um, I remember the Drizzt books uh, had an orc storyline that were interesting. Uh, they were conquering and killing, but their leader wanted to build a wow. proper kingdom for his people, becoming a nation. Dude, yeah, there you go. That sounds awesome. Um. So yeah, kobolds instead of goblins, you could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so ah, anyway. that's what it was—the Stone Tellers, the Stone Tellers. Okay. Yep, the Stone Tellers trilogy. Okay. Direfang and his oh, an army of goblins and hobgoblins. Nice. Okay. Cool. That oh, makes sense. It was dark. It was dark knights, not dark dwarves. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. That makes. I highly recommend
1: it. Okay. Okay. Cool.
0: Um, so yeah, and. Uh, just to, just to say as well, I think, um, having more nuance with these kinds of races is a better idea than just saying one is evil and one isn't. Cause like making it so that like some of them are maybe rebelling even like you can have your like demons and stuff and like things that are actually like pure evil. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think having, having everything else have like those shades of gray is just super, super more interesting. Like you can you create way better it. stories with that. There you go. On Amazon, the whole thing is on Kindle. Each book is like eight bucks. That's it. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Man. The Rebellion, Death March, and Goblin Nation. Uh. All of them are (laughs) 4.5 out of five stars. Hell yeah. There you go. Anyway, sorry. Went off on the tangent on that one.
3: Bad writing lessons that I learned Guys, from tabletop role playing games. I hope you can avoid the mistakes that <laughs> oh. I did. What about you? Do you have any kinds of questions or lessons that you've learned from tabletop role playing games, okay. good or bad? Let me know down in the comments, or feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'm name, at you? Bowtie Writer. As always, if you liked what you saw, please feel free to like, share, and subscribe. That really does help me out. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll
0: put it in the chat then. My bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. There yeah, we yeah, go. Because I just put it in Discord. There you go. There's the uh, the link to the whole. Uh, Stone Tower's Trilogy. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, I put it in live chat, not top chat. Yeah, I'm in live chat as well. It might be that, oh. uh... uh it doesn't maybe it allow... doesn't work with... Oh, doesn't put, work put with something things. else so I can mod you, so that you can just put uh, links in there. Ah, that might be it. Okay, uh, there you go. Oh, just say something? Yeah, just say something. Um, okay, hang on. Uh... <laughs> uh... I... We miss you. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go all right <laughs> uh, okay all me... right there you go so did that work that time uh i see it let me click you and add moderator there you go so you should did now it be off, able yeah? to uh you should now be able to right now okay so let me see i'll go ahead and. Uh, can i get rid of it because i'm trying to Eh. i'll post it again boom it how about now there we go yeah i see it okay because yeah, now it changed to an actual, like, clickable link. Uh yeah, it's not showing for me for some reason. Anybody, can you see this? <laughs> Hello! <really> <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. Should- I'll put it in there, too. <laughs> yeah, you just put it in there. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't want to open that. I just wanted to copy that. Um, There we go. Okay. Oh, no, I can't see it either. Frozen spaghetti. He says I can't. He can't see it, and I also can't see what you posted. Great, cool, uh, weird. Okay, I don't know. There. Um, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, I okay. see it now. You can see it. Okay. Took a moment. Weird. 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 Anyway, yeah. uh, you know, it's YouTube. Whatever. It's it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's YouTube. <laughs> um. So that's all that video. Um. Good video I overall. Would, I would think. Yeah, um, I would say the thing that I learned from uh writing tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm uh my uh bad writing habit is that i i'm stuck on the whole would you wind up saving the world thing oh sure i'm really bad about that i Mm. need to get out of that but man it's just a habit that's fair i mean yeah (laughs) like i just like stories like that that's fair and there's nothing wrong with that right like i i think um they're having things be um at least I I think it it takes some skill to make a story that is like this is the best outcome but it's not the best it could have been, right? Yeah. And like it also with D&D and TTRPGs in general, the um what you do in the story is or what your players do radically changes how the story will go, right? It's true. You can't it really you can't really uh write it all out and be incredibly like you you can't know everything that's going to happen, right? Yeah, unless you railroad them exactly, which you don't... and even then they're gonna resist it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh-huh. you're like very forward and be like, "Hey, there's a tiny yeah, railroad. Please part. just go with me." Yeah. And then after that, it you're after you're free. that you're free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So that's that video. Um, <laughs> I like how my plot railroad was literally a scene on a train. It was <laughs> on a train. It was a railroad. <laughs> it was great.
1: I didn't actually.
0: Fuck. I remember. I didn't realize that for a long time. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's Bowtie tie writer uh seems cool yeah. seems like he has some yeah. good writing advi- advice um go go check him out um yeah. let's us get into uh shout outs and shield talk um mm. which is just the segment that i've named it at this point um, you know we need to get pizza funk to like fucking design our meme shit we do <laughs> he already does like all the memes that we have like mm. dude pizza funk Make the memes, and then we'll put them on shirts, and then we'll sell them to you people, and then we'll, no. we'll, we might, we, yeah, we might give you royalties. <laughs> we would pay you for things, obviously, we would have to. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for like commissioning it. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> Yo, this is great on ninety five, and you're listening to Table Talk, discussion and discourse. So, uh, with that being said. Uh, uh, everyone you you know uh things about us we are yep. uh, here we uh, do the show for you and we are brought to you by our lovely patrons as well as those of you watching who are not patrons but mm. right now we must honor those patrons um so starting from the top Draco kusanji also known as Draco kraken he's uh mm-hmm. our our top top table flipper he's our tier three table flipper he is the man he is the mm-hmm. only one at the top. Uh, at the moment. Uh, and he is uh, uh, giving us that $15 a month. So he he gets our uh, the first shout, the biggest shout. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, you continue to make our work uh, able to be done. Very much appreciated. Um, and then we've got Mog Zero, second tier of a table flipper, uh, giving us that tender. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, super appreciate it still. Um, no matter, you know, how much you give or if you don't give, if you just watch, you know, share it, all that. Hey, Steely, how's it going? Um, whatever you're doing, uh, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, after that, we've got Frozen Spaghetti. Thank you again uh, for your uh, tier one table flipping. Uh, we've got Kill Chrono, also the tier one table flipper. Thanks so much. Uh, Slazer, your tier one table flipping will not go unnoticed. And finally, Steely. The original table flipper tier yeah. one, he is here still. Uh, we're gonna fact. be out of tables for uh, eventually, yeah, we gotta build more tables, dude. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a problem, <laughs> yeah, or we just need to build them out of heavier material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But our tier threeers will always be able to flip them. I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you can find us uh, if you search uh, table talk together, not table talk, table talk. Um, and uh, and the link is also in the description um, and you get that shout out uh, depending on, on the thing and you get to also now see uh, content that gets onto um, onto the, the Patreon before it goes live on YouTube so that is another incentive uh, for you there um, make your tables out of spore mines <laughs> ah! oh. um, I guess Have I'll just fun. shoot them
1: <laughs> poorly
0: <laughs> um I flip tables and chew gum and I'm all out of gum there he is he's the boy um you just joined <sighs> up oh my god really what hold on oh my god what there is a new a new pledge oh god too- ah okay whoa okay How changes much sorry give okay um uh what uh, amendments need to be made ah. uh let me let me just put this all into perspective again because ah. <laughs> it, it doesn't show up automatically because i i opened the screen before the stream but um mm. okay so Gotta reload the
1: page, I, guess. I have
0: to reload the page and put everything back so uh changes now uh draco is still a, a top but steely has changed his Pledged to fifteen dollars a month. Jesus! Oh my God! He's on that tier three. <laughs> the boy! Steely. Oh my God! Don't you need that? Don't you need that money for more of that gum? Because you're, all out. <laughs> you're, all, out you're out of, all out. You're all out. You're all out of the gum. The tables have been flipped. And then we have Drake Cross, also known as Daratier in chat. He has given us ten dollars a month. Oh my Jesus. God! Fucking hell! Both of you. Why Thank you, you-, you. Well, well, you know what? You know what? You know what? Hmm. Now they've earned the uh the beginning of the forty now they've earned that forty K match we're gonna have. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I'll name I'll name a unit after I'll I'll name one of my units one of Oh you. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that for all the patrons. Fuck it. Why not? We'll I'll have- name all my spore mines after you <laughs> Not remaster though. Remaster is gonna stay remaster. <laughs> um so yeah, Necron Army, I'm gonna have a couple of you in there. We can have some of some of uh some of these boys. Uh, into into Europe. I mean that'll be fun we'll see how you yeah. do we'll see how you do tonight uh yeah. and probably another time during the week because we're not going to I'm play sorry if game. I eat all of you <laughs> it's, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be fine don't worry oh um, wait I can't eat that cross fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> jesus um but yeah thank you so much uh really appreciate it holy shit uh that's yeah. that's awesome uh fucking <laughs> someone started playing princes of the universe yeah dude um <laughs> Wow, uh didn't expect that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh so other than that, uh for the shill part of the shill talk, uh mm. hey, we have merch on T public, uh still. Uh, apparently there's a sale going on uh Ooh. for another 4 hours. I didn't know this. Um doesn't tell me shit apparently. <laughs> but um uh our logo can be gotten on shirts and hoodies and sweaters and uh masks and Uh, notebooks and uh, fucking pins and stickers and a bunch of different things, phone cases, all that kind of stuff. Uh, no wall art, unfortunately. I wish this was a bigger uh thing, but if I blew it up, it would look worse. I think. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mug has been dishwasher proof so far. Fucking sick, dude. That's awesome. Um, I I hope uh it continues to serve you well for the rest of your life, because like mugs are great. I love mugs. Um. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, there's that. Uh, also in the description. Uh, it's on Tea Public. Uh, check it out. Get something if you want a neato kind of thing. Hold on, men yeah. teas. Hell yeah. There you go. Um, Aiden's not
1: here. No, I know.
0: Um, so yeah. likes
1: tea
0: I also like tea. Tea. Is good. I I really like tea all the that time. That's fair. Not everybody likes tea. Um, yeah. so I'm southern and I don't even like sweet tea. Oh, fuck sweet tea. Fuck sweet tea. I so know. Hard. Oh, god. Sweet tea is so, so bad. Coming down to the south and like seeing everybody has sweet tea i'm just like "Eh, eh." yeah no it's awful it's so i hate it i don't understand you know what's funny though i actually really really love the like lipton powdered mixed sweet tea oh really (laughs) yeah because it doesn't taste anything like brewed sweet tea gotcha okay it just tastes like a sweet drink uh, effectively yeah okay okay all right well um so that's all that. Uh, thank you again, everybody. Really appreciate it. Fucking Things happening in the middle of the fucking stream that I didn't even know. <laughs> yep. um, so, uh, next up for our second video, uh, it is well, all oh, about uh, gatekeeping and anti-min-maxing in D&D and TTRPG community small rant. Uh, oh boy. This is brought to us by uh, Fails and Flails. Uh, he's a very, cool. very small channel, but from what I've seen, And from what I've seen in this video, um, and a couple other things, uh, he's, he's all right. He's all right. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that this is a rant against gatekeeping. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank God. And like, there's a couple of things in there that I, I find a little weird, but, um, overall, I think I agree. (laughs) So, uh, it'll be interesting. Um. It was be careful. I was trained by Spanish Sean Connery. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean Egyptian? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, here we go. Uh, this this man, by the way, very built. Yeah, Fucking big old boy. So I can't I can't help but uh, question his uh, you know his legitimacy <laughs> in, a, uh, in the top RPG. Right? <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> no, of because... course. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things of like. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that D&D is more um, widely accepted, you know, mm. since, I think since Critical Role, really, because, like, yeah. you have, um, what is his name, Travis Willingham, a big guy who is voice actor of, like, a bunch of different, like, big dudes in, in yeah. video games and stuff, and, like, he loves D&D, and, like, you have all these people yeah. who also love D&D that are able to, like, say things and people don't fucking bully them anymore, which is yeah, really right? good. Yeah, um because there's fine i think critical role really acted as a bridge between the two communities yeah it's it's one of the best things about critical role
2: absolutely yeah, it's, it's great welcome back to fails and flails folks today we're going to be talking about gatekeeping in the D and ttr <laughs> i like his hat <laughs> now, if you don't know <laughs> yeah. what gatekeeping is this is essentially people who say that you're having fun the wrong way that the right way to have fun or the right way to play is their way. These are the people who say you can't do X because you are Y or Z and a number of other items, which obviously in any sort of community is a huge problem, if you ask me at least. And these are the people who just try to suck all the absolute fun out of gaming, which is what honestly D&D and other games like it are all about. Right off the bat, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking, uh, all the people that are trying to keep the people from, like, joining, um, just be or playing in certain ways, like the like. This is why we we cover a bunch of videos that are absolutes because absolutes are not something that really belongs. Um, yeah, absolutes don't really exist in D and D unless you're talking about like damage numbers. And right, even then, those can kind of be subject to change. Right, exactly. I mean, Vin Diesel plays or played D and D. That is true. He did, I, I uh, or does. Uh, I don't know, but I remember. Um, that was. He was uh, in a game with Matt Mercer because uh, he was doing that witch hunter or something uh, movie, and they made him a custom class, and then that was turned into blood hunter, I think. Oh, I think that's how cool. that went. Um, wasn't there? Wasn't there actually? Uh, like when Critical Role was starting to really become like super fucking popular mm-hmm. um wasn't there a celebrity D&D with terry cruz as the dm that's right uh he wasn't the dm but he was definitely a player yeah um mercer yeah. did that with him and i mean like you literally i don't think you can find a more fit person oh absolutely than terry cruz because is a big like, boy so like let me ask you this how old do you think terry cruz is He's like fifty something, isn't he? Yeah, he's like late fifties, even early sixties. That 60s. man is gonna live forever. <laughs> he's fucking Adonis reborn. I know, it's it's I insane. Know. It's great. And he's hilarious. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. He's great. Um yeah. He's he's honestly been a part of a lot of cool things. Um there's mm-hmm. some thing there's a couple of things that I've heard of that I'm not so cool with, but other than that, yeah. I don't know, do they give of... their characters accents? If so, then I guess they are casual and need to stop. And also, nah. don't forget, racist. <laughs> mm. That video yeah. was so dumb. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so so far, 100%. Here we go.
2: Yes. So before we get started, make sure to hit like and subscribe. And if you don't, I won't have to tell my murder hobo party where you play. Now, okay. let's get rolling. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, You
0: haven't even started yet, so slowly your roll there, but all right. Don't okay you know <laughs> I, that is a good intro that's <laughs> the, a great intro the, the but beep the, swearing here's the thing i know that I. <laughs> sorry that really got me no you're uh, good um one he did he started off he had 30 seconds and he made his point it is true and it's a point that i agree with it is so, true but it's not enough oh i know and then <laughs> two I like. <laughs> it's like, hey, my party's murder hobos. Go play with him. You right, know. Yeah. I, I just think that that's kind of a funny. It's, it's threat, a funny little, you know, joke yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually – li- I'm okay with that. Sure. One. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It just and don't worry, you don't have to be. I'm okay. No, I know. I, I don't think I, I. I'm not going to be swayed by you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not this that's time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have my standards.
2: Mm. For any RPG system, there is no correct way to play. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. And even then, with the set rules, I know, especially me, there are people who break the rules all the time if it makes something more cool, mm-hmm. more enjoyable, or just allows more fun to be had around the table. Mm-hmm. And that's really what RPGs are all about: is everybody's having fun. Sure, some people may want to play murder hobos. That's okay if everybody's on the same page. Maybe they want to play an evil campaign where instead of fighting to protect the temple, they're fighting to destroy the temple. As long as everybody's on the same page, then you really can play whichever way you want. Mm. Most.
0: Absolutely. 100% again, agree. Um, Yes. I'm glad that he he recognizes and is is, uh, an advocate of this. Um, Yes. I know some people seem to object to mainstreaming RPGs because they used to be the domain of a group of unpopular kids. Now they resent their sanctuary hobby getting intruded upon. So, um there's a couple of things about that right where um oh like you had sports and house parties we had parties of adventures you stay on your side of the line yeah that's stupid right like that's really yeah. dumb um yeah it is here's the thing it is stupid and it shouldn't happen but i do understand it right you know what I, I, mean? I understand their perspective but i also don't agree with it right exactly like yeah. it's you're a sympathetic <clears throat> villain at yeah. this point yeah a little bit um yeah so like and the other thing is like there are people that are actively trying to tear the hobby down um yeah those people i don't really want to be like part of this part of the hobby i want them to understand the hobby i don't want them to look at the hobby and not understand it and then just try to tear it down i want them to try to actually play you know i want them to be a part of it i don't want them to look as i said outside in and just see what they want to see without any information Right. Yeah. There are those people out there. And I, that is kind of like one that of those things we, of, that we don't want. Right. Exactly. And like, I would love to, I would totally try to talk to them about it, but unfortunately those people are a little unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's, yeah. that's the other thing. Like that's the weird kind of gatekeeping that I'm a little bit like, eh. right.
1: That's where you, well,
0: here's the thing that, because i don't think that that even qualifies as gatekeeping mm. because gatekeeping is telling people their fun is wrong right and that is hey we're not gonna play we're just gonna shit all over this game right exactly. without playing it or doing anything it's, to it, support it or anything right it's an uninformed it's like opinion that they have that it's it's, just it's wrong. slander and defamation mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: effectively agreed so it that that kind of stuff i is watch watched like, legal eagle <laughs> oh my god you shouldn't <laughs> I just watch him every now and then really that's fair there's a couple of things that he's a
2: little um... yeah
0: no i heard (laughs) yeah
2: anyway common case of gatekeeping that i see in the d d community is those around min maxing if you don't Mm -hmm. know what min maxing is it can basically be summed up as trying to make the strongest build possible for whatever character you're going for this means picking the absolute best class to complement that build Right, background, and putting all your stats right where you need them, and none where you don't. Uh, I honestly see no issue with this because that's what D D is. It's a team game yes. where everybody has their specific role, and you want to be as good as that at that role mm-hmm. as you possibly can. Yes. So if you're a paladin or a barbarian, whatever it is, there's not much point for you to try to be putting points into or gaining a proficiency in thieves' tools because you probably have a rogue for that. So I don't really get this.
0: That's a good point, actually. Uh, Frozen Spaghetti says um that yeah. is not min maxing, that is optimizing. Which is different. Yeah. Um where it... min maxing you want the best possible yeah. thing for everything. Whereas optimizing you understand that there are um drawbacks that you can have um yeah. in order to make sure that these things are more optimized, right? Where do you think uh optimizing ends and min maxing starts? Um I think it's ooh. <sighs> yeah that's kind of a tough one that is actually very tough i would say personally i think it's more when you don't um you don't you don't care about the aspects of anything but the numbers i guess more so than anything Mm -hmm. like that i think is min maxing entirely of like where it's it's less about the party's success and being a good barbarian effectively and just being the best the one who's doing the most damage yeah yeah you're just and trying to outshine a, everybody and everything and it's more of a meta thing where it's like yeah. i have to be hitting the hardest i have to be hitting the most yeah 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 absolutely it's not it's not an in in character kind of thing it's more just this is the the stats need to be the best i need them to be the best this character needs to be better than everybody else just because yeah it, it, that's the way it needs to be. and the funny thing is that you can actually have characters like that where yeah. it's like Imagine if you had. Imagine if in Devils and Dice, uh, Maxine mm-hmm. was traveling around with you. Mm-hmm. I would actually have to have him be the more powerful character oh, sure. because of who he is. Yeah, but that's still a story thing. Right. Exactly. And like that's the thing. You're. It's just because he is that way, right? And it's not because you're yeah. trying to make him better than us. Yeah, right? it's just because in the story that is what makes sense, and it would because make you guys. Obviously, you would balance it, right? Where you would have yeah. us do fighting, like, harder encounters because we have such a powerful ally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I would invite anyone to play in my game, but if you can't work with the others in the game, I'm going to side with the majority in most cases. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, it's one of those things where you just got to talk to the guy, right? Discussion yeah. uh, with open and, and first... honest communication uh, with your party and your table and everybody. Um. Honestly, I have this problem where people like excuse me, uh using min minmaxing, uh, optimizing and munchkinning interchangeably and I hate it. I don't know what munchkinning is? I've uh, never heard that. I believe it's it's in reference to the actual uh kind of like RPG uh TTRPG light games oh. that are munchkin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Because that's uh ugh, I played it like once or twice. Uh-huh. And effectively you God, I can't even remember. It's like you go around the table and you're going through a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And as you go through, you draw cards. And as you get the cards, they're like, oh, this is a better sword, a better piece of armor. Oh, and whoever like, beats those. the boss at the end is the winner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, the actual munchkin. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and so I, I think that that's where the term came from. Okay. I, I could be wrong, though. I okay. only played it once i apologize no you're fine i've played munchkin a few times and I, that i I understand more so if that's the case and yeah, yeah i i can understand um being a little bit annoyed with with people misusing terms um that's why i tried that's why we are uh literally defined what we think min maxing is more so because like defining your terms makes it easier for you to understand what we're talking about um ah munchkinning is like exploiting rules loopholes ah oh, okay okay <sighs> Um, the minimax issue is helped by systems like Pathfinder 2e, where most stats that are not good are just average, so fighters aren't staring down the end of their crossbow when it jams because they have five <laughs> 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 That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Why yeah. Um, yeah. stick not go? Even... <laughs> Even with something like that, I feel like... Um... That's that can still lead to like character stuff, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I'm not saying like it's, it's not going to like min maxing can't, like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the thing, right? But with, um, having your character with low intelligence like uh i think did i ever talk about ragnar i think i talked about ragnar once or twice uh, um you probably did but i can't remember it that's, so go that's ahead fair. <laughs> um so ragnar um was made by one of my friends when we were playing in a in another game that was run by another one of my friends and um oh. he was a uh <laughs> he was a druid uh okay but was a barbarian basically um, okay. <laughs> and so he had his stats, he he min-maxed them a bit. Not min-max, sorry. Uh no, it was it was kind of min-max-y. It optimized, I guess. Um, actually. And that, that is more appropriate because he put the stats into um places where they would work for strength and, and everything else. But his intelligence was like eight or less no it might have been six i don't remember Oof. but he was so, a dumb like, levels oh he was a dumb It <laughs> was worse than that um oh. we had to point him in a direction basically <laughs> um it was great though it was really fun um, i'm sure because oh I imagine oh it was it was the funniest thing ever no he he loved it because he loved Ragnar Ragnar was really good at other things like everything else Ragnar was pretty good he just didn't have the brain for it right yeah (laughs) and so we literally had Ragnar the guy who couldn't fucking understand how social etiquette worked at all um Uh he was leading us through the forest because he was really wise (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like he, he knew how to do survival checks and shit like he was he was our guide and if if he lost attention, uh, that's fucked. And like we followed him because we trusted him because he understood this shit, yep. but we'd follow him regardless because he was <laughs> he was the best at it. But we he was an idiot, so we had to trust him. Um, <laughs> nice, if, Ragnar was great. Um, ah, so like stuff like that, like yeah, stuff like that is is really fun to do. And um, I don't I don't know if it's a problem necessarily in in RPGs when you have that kind of thing happen a lot um yeah it's i guess it just depends like most things yeah exactly um so i don't know that's awesome yeah it's great Uh, i often have the rule at my table if you tell me you're going to min max then i have to go ahead and exploit that min Oh yeah. Oh, fair ah, yeah, 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 that's a very good point. That, that makes total sense. Like, mm-hmm. like you, I feel like with something like, um, when you, when you optimize yourself in a certain way and you have to, then you have all these stats that are, um, pretty low, whatever you like, you have to role play that shit out. Right. Like yes. there's, uh, I think it's a problem if it's not done for RP reasons, perhaps, uh, I was wondering what Draco said. Yes. Um, I, I think so, too, yes. If RP isn't, like, ever considered in this, like, you don't, you just kind of act like the same guy, but you just have the lower stats, like, mm-hmm. you don't care about them, then it's a problem, right? Um, yeah. But I don't think that's the case more more often than not. I think, honestly, most people at this point are willing to go with that, I think. I don't know. Um, I would say that it's good to do that because it can be more fun, Um, at yeah. least to me. If you hear weird noises, it's because I'm trying to get the last little bit of paint out of my fucking
3: thing.
2: (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) This argument very much. Now, I understand if you have a group of balanced players, and then you have the one player who's just, you know, seven feet tall, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, dumb as a rock, and all he can do is swing a weapon. I mean... I guess if, especially if that player is only focused on combat, while as everybody else wants, you know, a fun mix of uh, role play as well as like problem solving and investigation, but this person's uh, main concern is just solving problems with a hammer, Mm -hmm. I can see a problem there, but that is then an entirely different problem. That's not min maxing. For these people who are so against min maxing, it seems. Wait, wait, what's the problem? Sorry. Yeah. uh...
0: You have one character that always wants to use his strength to solve problems. That's not a problem. Yeah, that's not really a problem, especially if you have a party that is all about, like, investigation and talking and stuff. It can help to have someone who's like, when that shit falls through, Mm -hmm. and you gotta, you know, engage in fisticuffs... Mm -hmm. um it can really help to have somebody who can like punch these orcs through the fucking wall right exactly i I, again like having that like talking to and trying to convince your um dullard of a a a barbarian or whatever right like to um hold back until we figure this out and uh, will tell you when we want you to punch you it can be its own kind of role play, right? Like yeah, you you then get this point where you can have some of them be more, um, or him him be more receptive to some of your party members or less receptive to some of them because of the experiences yeah. that you've had. Um, it, you can you can change you can or you can um uh, use that to your advantage in order to create this party dynamic, right? Yeah, and especially like oh sorry you no can- no I'm just you're good. Okay. Especially if you have, uh, this can be, I I think we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. about players who are, uh, you know, they have difficulty talking. You can very easily have that be an in for those players. Oh, If if the one who, if you have the big brute, you know, who, uh, does like everything through fighting and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You can very easily have it be, oh, uh, me not know. Hey, smart guy who doesn't talk very much. What think I should do? Mm-hmm. And then you can get that opinion from them in character, and you give them a chance to speak, and you can you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great way to, to encourage talking from people who are either new to the hobby or just bad at speaking up. Because, yeah. you know, there are always people who – I'm one of them where if someone's talking, I usually – quiet down and listen because mm-hmm. it's you know how i was raised you know i didn't right, wasn't yeah. really raised to interrupt people every five seconds so. yeah i've become more of yeah. an asshole as i grow older and i interrupt yeah. people a lot it's great yes <laughs> so i play yeah. characters that also interrupt people sometimes yes. it's pretty good <laughs> sometimes
1: <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> there um, <we> go. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, I remember one game my players min so much. They always won an initiative, so I made some special creatures to break th- that streak. They complained not going first, and I nearly dropped that game. That sucks. Um, uh, yeah. So the other thing is, right, like, for that, I would say the other thing you could have done is just make your monsters a bit more beefy, right? Just, yeah. They seem to, again, if they are min that much, then you could, you could probably throw... Like a couple CRs higher against them, right? Like, yeah, I feel like get them to get to a point where they're like, oh, fuck, we're actually fighting for our lives now because we, mm-hmm. we are so good at this, right? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Again, y- that's already in the past, so I, I'm you know, hindsight, yeah, there's is no reason to, yeah,
2: right? But anyway, yeah, that the builds that they want to make are a wizard with six intelligence and 18 strength. I know I actually made a video on that not too long ago. Muscle Wizard! Um, again, I really only right. made that for laughs. But yeah, these are the people who think that, well, if you're a paladin, then you should have low charisma and low strength and low constitution. But you're apparently very smart. But really, that doesn't make much sense, because if you pick that class, or if somebody chose to be that, you know, growing up, whatever is, their character's backstory is, there's no reason that they would reasonably fall into that class and that job role if they're just absolutely terrible at it. But these people mm-hmm. think that only an interesting character comes from those with flaws. And a more interesting character comes with one who has even more flaws. So, I don't know. I don't really agree with it at all. But... Okay. Um. So, okay. Uh. I understand what you're saying
0: again. Um yeah. With, if they're really bad with their stats, why would they be this class? Um. Hmm. I would also like to say some people like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. I would also like to say maybe they were forced to be a part of that. Like, I think, I think <sighs> there's this thing of like, okay, so Frozen Spaghetti says, I think a party member needs to have basic competency. Now, I think even if they do have bad stats and they have a good stat in something else, they still are competent, right? In some way. Yeah. Um, whether it be so let's go with what he said. Um your wizard has um eighteen strength, 18 strength. and six intelligence, right? Um yeah. sure, they can't fucking cast, right? Um traditionally, right? Yeah. Uh so okay, yeah. So Draco Kraken also says, I, I just can't agree to that point. If you can make it work, why not let them play the odd build? Exactly. This is this yeah. is more a thing of what are you willing to deal with, right? Like yeah. Colungo, exactly. Um, yes. What are you willing to deal God, with? God, because... now he's a meme. To... Oh no. hell! <laughs> yeah, Pizza Funk has now got him. He's got him in his grasp. Oh. Um... <laughs> so Colongo will never die. He will never die. He'll never truly die. <laughs> he will be remembered forever. Or no um So so um, what was I saying? Right. Uh. So this this again, it depends on what you're willing to deal with as a dungeon master, what you're willing to deal with as a player. Um. Mm. Haste does not require it to be useful. No, it doesn't. But you need at least an eleven in order to cast things as a <laughs> as a wizard. Um, so you mean thirteen? <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so this is the thing. Um, in that instance, I would say, okay, we do different spells in a way, right? Because uh, I, you guys talk about Muscle Wizard a lot. Um, he has his own different casting. Did he have bad intelligence, or was it just a meme? It was just average. Okay. So, yeah. And then you, you gave him access to all the, or Brogan gave him access to all those spells. Right. Still. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's a thing where you can say, screw the rules. Right. And like make it work and then, uh, have his signature move be fist. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. Uh, and, and he does a bunch of, and he uses strength instead of his intelligence in order for, for damage and all of that. Um, yeah. That was the thing he casted with his strength. Exactly. So, so like his intelligence didn't have to be good. You can you can absolutely fr- flavor it and make it work just so that it works for that character. You can make it be so it's a different form of magic, like yeah. all that kind of shit. Um. Uh, I remember there being a, a PRC called the Bloat Mage, uh Mage that I think used used Constitution to cast. Ooh oh cool. uh it depends on a class uh a bard who is a terrible performer but believes that they are a misunderstood genius or a fighter <laughs> who was a conscripted farmer in a desperate war or a rogue with butterfingers yeah absolutely yeah you can make it work you can make it be more character focused and that's the thing right um i think in those kinds of situations combat is few and far between right yes because in those kinds of situations you have people playing more as a uh, uh, RP kind of session rather than mm-hmm. combat because, again, like even so, they could still do combat, it depends on what they do, right? Yeah, um, I don't know, uh, yeah. And then if you do those, if you use those characters in combat, you're gonna start to see a lot more creative combats, you'll true. see a lot more like, uh, items being used, like mm-hmm. throwing weapons, maybe alchemist fires, stuff like that. Mm, yeah, true, um, but you became, uh, you became with Roly Poly character because you're so full of blood. Oh, you became a Roly Poly character because you're so full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the bloat mage, you just get real big. Yeah, nice. Um, I think I missed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they did just enter the abyss, and it was meant to show how dangerous it was. Demonic raptors and dinos are no joke. Uh, oh, for your game, yeah, okay, for the mid max game. Um uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. Um anyway, hindsight. So mm. but yeah, that's that's why I, I that's why I would say that this isn't necessarily the case because again, it depends on what you are personally more okay with in your games, right? Yeah. Uh I had a caster that was a werewolf that retained his sanity, so he cast buffs on himself and attacked with his claws. Hell yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Why couldn't I retain my sanity? Uh, you were, remember? Uh... I mean, like, why couldn't I be a werewolf and be like, hey, I'm a werewolf, but I'm good still? Oh, you could've. It would just have taken a while. Oh, why didn't you tell me that? (laughs) (laughs) Because you wouldn't have known that! (laughs) How is it... You you would have to meet another werewolf who was not evil. (laughs) Oh... And, oh. like, that's really hard to do because they try to keep themselves away. <laughs> yeah. Um, the priestess could have been like, well, you can either get yourself cured or look for this werewolf. The priestess had <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Sometimes yeah. the exceptional part uh, about a character isn't the attribute score, but rather the way they look at things. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, he was a natural-born werewolf. That's cool.
2: Yeah, ooh but uh, apparently it's a very common sentiment among the D&D community.
0: Oh, and he also said that um, uh, these people are the ones who think that uh, characters having even more flaws is good, which he doesn't agree with. (laughs) Which, so, if he means... Oh, goodness, excuse me. Um, If he means, like, characters that are just flawed in stats... No, he means like, um, actually Seth Skrakowski did a video on it where it's like, oh man, my character is like this really, really smart pilot. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, and he, uh, like in a battle, he like lost his whole body. He's like, oh shit. So he's got like his, he's got like his head on a robot. No, no, it's his brain. So it's his brain on a robot. Uh, no, he's not on a, in a robot. Uh, it's his brain in a jar. Oh, so like oh, oh. the the jar has like spider legs? No, it's just a jar. And he's like really charming too. It's like, so what? The other characters have to carry him around? Yeah. Oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like going like flaw, right. Flaw, flaw, right. flaw, 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 flaw. That, it's in... not stat wise. Right. Okay. In that it's case it's just overdoing it with that. You know, right. it's like, yeah, he's a hunt track. He's got one arm. He's oh. lame in one leg. He's blind in both eyes. He can't hear. As <laughs> as long as you're not going too overboard with it, I think it's fine. Right. Like it depends on how far you go with it. There's degrees to this. There was a great review on one of my favorite animes called uh, Trigun. I've talked about it with you guys a lot. Trigun's really awesome. Okay. And it shares a similarity with Naruto in one important aspect. Oh. In Naruto, Sasuke has a dark past. (laughs) No. Really? Yeah yeah right <laughs> I, I bet you never heard of that no but but here's the thing in trigon mm-hmm. the main character vash the stampede sure has the exact same past oh sure but he is a vastly better character i can imagine because they did it they took him in a different direction okay in naruto sasuke is defined by his past mm. whereas vash is defined by the way he deals with his past That's so much better and, yes and how he grows from it okay good. good yeah and so you can have these characters with flaws but the character can't just be the flaw well, yeah. it has to be them dealing with the flaw or exactly. overcoming it or reversing it or something the flaw has to it doesn't have to be but if you want the flaw to be an integral part of the character that needs to be a part of their story.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: a big part of their story. I, I would say it's like anything. Like, you aren't defined by being, like, a human, right? Like, we are not defined by 40K. Right, exactly. We're not defined by one thing. We're defined by our experiences and everything we've gone through and all that kind of stuff. And we can't just be defined as wizard, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. y- you you want those other things. Um, flaws are good till it becomes detrimental to your fun and the table's fun. Yes. Yes. 100%
2: that uh i just don't side with whatsoever now don't get me wrong here you can absolutely have an interesting character with flaws even if those flaws means that they are not exactly as good at whatever their particular task is compared to somebody who had been maxed okay but what it all really comes down to is flaws don't mean taking lower stats in a particular skill that you should be good at because you think that's going to make an interesting character if your barbarian is out there with a strength of six and he's basically supposed to be the group's tank but he can't land a single hit, and with a constitution of ten, he only has like I don't know twenty five hit points. So he's down after three rounds.
0: He's not supposed to be your tank, then. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, just, exactly. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's your yeah. archer. I don't know. Yes. Right. <laughs> like they. They. There's, uh What? <laughs> uh, like what? <laughs> what? Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. You can still do this. I, I get I what don't... he's saying, but yeah. <laughs> right. Like I understand, but you can still do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the worst He's gonna be fly, bad at it, right? The worst fly I ever gave a character was warp touch disease. The rat folk killed a man by shaking his hand. Ooh, shit! Uh, that's awesome. So wait, right. so like skaven warp, warp fire shit, like warpstone? <laughs> That'd be cool, yeah.
2: Uh, and it's a rat
0: man. I can't. It can't not be a skaven.
1: <laughs> Tell me it's a skaven.
2: <laughs> He's your rock. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah. That character is really useless to the rest of the group. Sure, Not I'm sure that it'll make, you know, a few good jokes here or there. But after a few sessions, I'm sure that's going to get really tired when your wizard somehow has to turn into the party's tank because the barbarian can't do anything to save himself. I'll well, say okay, the- okay, I mean, well, that doesn't here's the have to, first off. <laughs> that did happen
0: with Colungo. <laughs> he wasn't, t- he was just a ranger. He was just useless. Yeah, oh, he was useless. It's true, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Even so, I I tried to keep him like, you know, relevant <laughs> um, <laughs> to the best of your ability, to the best of my ability, and then the universe killed and then the universe him. killed him. Yeah, everything is better with Skaven. Yes, yes it is. It is. <laughs> um, I so yes, I under- yes. I understand there is a there is a point where things become more uh difficult and and harder to like actually um uh justify <laughs> that the character mm. is still there um. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would also still say, though, you can still do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, it just you depends. can. So I but, don't, I don't think have yeah. to is the right word here. <laughs> yeah, the the thing is, I think a lot of players, hell, even myself included, mm-hmm. excuse me, would eventually get frustrated with a character that is just... Dis- Suppose, supposed to fulfill a role, and they are unable to do it. Sure. Because with me it's not even that I can't do it. It's that I start to feel bad because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm playing a rogue and I can't pick this lock mm-hmm. or I can't climb this wall and I can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I playing a rogue? I can't even do any of this. Sure. sure. <laughs> and like, my thing was when we were playing our first edition campaign, mm-hmm. I made a cleric because we didn't have a healer right. at that point. And, um, I was playing cleric cause we need a healer. And, I couldn't hit for shit. And when I did, I hit for nothing. Like I would hit like one out of every five and all in that hit was like two damage Mm -hmm. on a D six plus like plus one. Mm -hmm. It was awful. And I felt really bad because like my whole use was basically just cure wounds. And that was it. I couldn't do anything. Sure, yeah. I had my character motivation and I had all that stuff, but like, man, it's really frustrating when you pick a role and you can't do it. Yeah. like through no fault of your own that's fair that's fair i i yeah it's one of those things of just what you're what you're willing to play i guess yeah um warp touch was an infliction that happened instantly that had a d100 random effect oh holy my shit i folks, had a special sheath he spit he spit He's... into to spread it oh jeez, dude that's great cool so wait, the rat folk, like he spit in his hand, like the classic spit in your hand, handshake thing? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you- and like spit on your sword and like, oh. That'd be cool. Once he caught it, you were immune forever. Oh, uh-huh. but apparently it can kill you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess it's like the plague. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. What if
0: the great plague? That's all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: once an interesting character comes from an interesting backstory and how you play them mm-hmm. an interesting character doesn't come from their stats whatsoever that the stats are essentially purely mechanical for combat and maybe a little bit of role play if you're using no. charisma and whatnot well but okay outside of that your stats literally matter zero bit for role play if that's what you're after no 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 no, so no, so no. don't action. think that oh sorry yeah,
0: yeah. no 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 uh, I disagree wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. with that one, because when we played Call of Cthulhu the first time, my shit campaign, um, I had a character that was going to be joining you. Uh, It was basically a DMPC, just because I really, really wanted to play, Um, (laughs) and his name was uh, Jesse Fields and he was basically the guy who was who uh you guys were going to be staying with Mm -hmm. until you were like able to find a place or or something sure and um excuse me i rolled his stats up because again it was like my own character Mm -hmm. and i got the lowest roll possible for strength uh straight threes Mm -hmm. i mean straight ones i'm sorry i can't stop burping holy shit (laughs) Um, Sorry, and the way uh, Call Cthulhu stats work is uh, it's whatever you roll times five. So right. the maximum is 90. The lowest is 15. Yep. I got 15. And so I was like, huh. But I got a really big si- I got a really high size and high constitution. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh. Okay. So if he's this big, why is he this weak? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about it and I'm like, okay you know what he got he had a low strength because what happened was he and this is how he learned about the mythos and why he decided to try to stop the mythos and learn more about it was uh he was married to uh a girl i forget if i ever named her or not Mm -hmm. but at one point cultists came in held them up at gunpoint kidnapped her and sacrificed her but at the time like um Jesse, the character was uh, like a big like he was like a a football player, you okay. know, like
1: uh oh. um,
0: like high school football player, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. and he was just a big guy, yeah. and the what they did was in order to stop him from coming after them, they broke his arms and his legs, sure. And he was unable to call for help for a really long time because, you know, he couldn't fucking move. And sure. like even when he was able to move, it would did like damage to his arms and his legs. so, it was long after they had sacrificed his wife. And by the time people even found out about it, he was lying on the floor with broken arms and legs, basically passed out after having called called for help. Mm-hmm. And they rushed him to the hospital. They, uh, you know, they reset his arms and his legs, but forever, for the rest of his life, they were severely weakened because sure. of that. Yeah. And so that's why he was this big dude, really, really hardy dude, but terrible strength. It's because his arms and his legs were destroyed he got that bonitis dude <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he got bonitis um no <laughs> um, oh, no it's fine i completely forgot that was even a thing that's great uh, i forgot to cure it <laughs> uh, um and so like even when you guys met him it was long after that time and he was walking around with like um, not canes, but those like, s- like long canes. You know what I mean? Um, oh, um, you know what I mean? It's those kinds of like walking sticks that like lash onto your arms. Yeah. 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 Those, those oh, kinds of support called. cane things. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know effectively. So yeah, he was walking around with those, even though he was this big dude. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So you can talk. To- yeah, exactly. So that was that you can absolutely have stats work into your character's backstory if Mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, absolutely. Like again, like any, any of your stats can make you make your character have a a type of personality. In fact, the canes for ALS. Yes. Those, um, like it's, it's not Ah, completely outside of like you, the stats are not completely outside of the role play. Like how, how charismatic I am, will definitely affect how I am seen by other people, right? Yes, like how I absolutely. talk to people, how I'm seen to other people. Like if I have a really good charisma, people are going to look at me a little bit more favorably than if I had a lower one. Um, yeah. And, and then you can have uh really evil. People have really good charisma yeah. where instead of them being like really attractive, maybe they're scary as hell. Sure. Maybe they're really fucking intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, uh, for, for the size kind of thing, you have the really high one that gives you a big size, but you might not have the best strength. You just are a big dude, right? Yeah, or, or maybe
1: you're super
0: fat. Yeah. That's or, the other thing. Yeah, you absolutely. Be really fat, and you're weak. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hello. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not that big. Um,
1: Jake's hand.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um um, but or you could be like uh really strong and like but like proportionately in a way like you're very strong for your size but you're not like super huge um yeah you're like you're really wiry. you're just fucking ripped yeah yeah and like, there's, the, and then uh, for that, you can also have it be like, oh, uh, I, because I am this way, now I can uh, use it to my advantage in some situations of like social aspects of like I'm fucking, you can see my pecs through my shirt, <laughs> like, through two shirts, oh, <laughs> right? Like it's. And- it's just a, it's just another thing that you can use to be at your advantage for a social situation of like, Hey ladies, what up? Yeah. i got big pecs or yeah, like, right? Hey dude, I have a fucking bulging muscle, even though I'm smaller than you, let's fucking go. Right. Like yeah. scrappy dude. And then fucking... honestly, when you have that, you can actually use that to like your advantage. It's like, what are you running from a guy who's like a foot shorter than you? Yeah, Come exactly. On. Right. You know, and you can really go yeah. them into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and then it you doesn't have really to- work with dwarves because they're already tanks. Oh, they're already fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's just fucking troll as hell. But you know? um, but yeah, but yeah it, it's quite literally like you can then have your your character for the shorter guy who's got the big strength. Like, hey, he's short, he's big strength, but he's also peppy. You know, he's fucking in there. He's fucking like, hey, uh, eh. and then yeah. it gets aroused out of people or like it. It just it informs you about the character. Um mm-hmm. more so uh if you don't have the backstory already set, it can help you find that backstory that you want um so yeah I don't fucking, yeah. i don't I don't agree with you at all, man, sorry, yeah, I feel like this video is kind of mislabeled because it's very much d and d specifically i I think it still applies to other um other games too, though I don't know
1: <laughs> hmm. hang on okay. This is
0: what I just found. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Oh, and the swole bold. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, hang on, swole bold. So yeah, for, for all of you out there, ascribe to be like this goblin, <laughs> and and this this fucking unit, and this fucking absolute. Absolute unit, this swobold. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a big boy. A big, it's big literally boy. called a swobold. Yeah, I that's see that's not that. that's not a joke. I see that. Uh, hang on, <laughs> let me think this a little. I own that book that he's in. I need to get the next one actually. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> stealing that for my next character hell yeah there you go
1: yeah
2: (laughs) anyway uh continuing on you can make a character just by giving them crappy stats for what they're supposed to be good at and i'm not trying to be a dick here i'm not trying to be mean i'm just stating what i think here this is my opinion if you think that you have to create a bad character just to make them interesting then you may not be that great at roleplay. I'm not, you know, trying to put you down or anything if you're one of those people, but, you know, give it some work. You've probably seen enough, you know, fantasy shows and whatnot that uh, you see a character, you know, behavior or personality that you particularly like. Then, you know, emulate that one or, uh, you know, modify it slightly to fit your character better. But like I said before... Flaws don't inherently make a more interesting and unique character.
0: Okay, okay, Okay. sure.
2: Yeah, at that point, yeah, I agree.
0: You don't have to have them to make an interesting character. You don't have to, you know, yeah. go overboard with them to make an interesting character. Okay. You don't have to use the life path system. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You don't have to also not do them, right? Like, you don't yeah. have to have your stats be really good in one aspect or not. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: don't have to do anything. It's D&D or it's anything, right? Yeah. Know.
2: Okay, that was a fun... I think I'll get off that soapbox for now. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that got me so heated, it's just I see a lot of, like, anti... You <laughs> didn't he detect was, any heat at all! You say, didn't
0: change your tone, that's to, the whole thing! Yeah, I was gonna say, heat? Uh, <laughs> sir, I, I'd put this at, uh, probably a single Scoville, if if that. <laughs> not even a jalapeno? Not mm. even a fucking Poblano!
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maxer stuff, like, on the internet, which... Unfortunately, is now where a lot of my D&D encounters come from because everything has to be done through Roll20 because I can't meet in the local game store to play with my friends. Oh. So, yeah, Rip. a lot of this stuff comes from the internet. Um, so obviously, you know, there are usually some skewed views on stuff that you get online, but it's whatever. Another scenario sure. of gatekeeping that I think is actually kind of funny is one that actually happened to me myself. And I honestly just laughed when it happened because it seemed so absurd to me. Uh, this is actually when I was back in college, and I was trying to set up a Dungeons & Dragons club uh, at the university there. And uh, one person who was interested in joining, as soon as he found out that I was uh, basically the leader, the president, whatever, of the club, and uh, you know I was wearing a football uh, shirt because I was on the football team, and he said that I can't play Dungeons & Dragons because I'm a football player
0: yeah he's a fucking idiot we've already gone over this (laughs) like fuck you (laughs) guy from the past yeah we all know that you don't even have to say that it's just a given Yeah, that you can't play D&D yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, exactly if you're on the football team uh, get out of my D&D session yeah go away
2: (laughs) this is our our thing
0: this is our
1: place
2: (laughs) (laughs) or maybe that I'm a jock I can't remember exactly what he said But uh, that just blew my mind because I don't see the correlation there whatsoever. Uh, Maybe it came from, you know, maybe he was picked on by football players for playing Dungeons and Dragons in high school or something or whatever. Probably. But uh, literally anybody can play Dungeons and Dragons. It doesn't matter your job or uh, your other hobbies or anything. It's a game and literally anybody can play. Mm -hmm. A more recent example of some gatekeeping, which got some people rather fired up online, was actually put out by a Twitter on artist. Uh, artist on twitter uh called the <laughs> combat wheelchair uh if you don't oh to know, <laughs> oh actually, god I mean...
0: okay all right uh
2: interesting
0: so, yeah <laughs> really some yeah, nerd bullied you... this guy that's funny no 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 no. he's talking about the oh that's true yeah no the nerd trying to bully him out of playing D d that's weird yeah <laughs> now that's... that I think about it isn't that like the exact opposite of how it usually went anyway it's like the nerds get bullied out of right like other shit yeah <laughs> i play football you mean blood bowl no football Guild ball? no literally football on a field with a ball i don't follow <laughs> yeah, oh. that's pretty good um he's afraid of his massive dice rolling muscles mm. exactly put a hole in the fucking ball <laughs> <laughs> so uh we talked a little bit about the combat wheelchair before we talked about it on an actual stream um yep. go look at our things about it combat wheelchair yep. is cool See, the thing is, whenever, like, if we were to play a game and the combat wheelchair would be in there, I would just use it as, a, like, just someone who can walk. It's like, dude, this thing's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I don't care if I, I can walk or
0: not. I just want to use it.
2: <laughs> ...video on it, you can find it on my channel, but if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I can sum it up right here. It is simply a wheelchair, which allows a disabled character to do everything that an able-bodied character can, such as moving up and down stairs, moving across tough terrain, and swimming. That's about it. It offers a few more abilities, uh, such as being able to use it as a weapon and whatnot, but it's nothing so game-breaking that, you know, it's a problem. However, a lot of people seem to take issue with this and basically went on huge rants and, you know, died on that hill because they just can't imagine an adventurer being in a wheelchair and still fighting evil and doing what adventurers do in D&D and other RPGs. So that was a really weird one. And like I said, a really strange hill to die on mm-hmm. if uh, you were one of those people who are arguing against it. Um, but honestly, D&D is a game about inclusion. Like I said before, it doesn't matter who you are or you know what your other interests or aspects about you. It's a game. And if you want your character to be you know X, Y, or Z, then they absolutely can be. I don't see what's wrong with it.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, of course, um, if you are the dungeon master and don't want it in your game you don't have it in your game if you're the player and you want to play in a game that has it you play with a dungeon master who is cool with it in their game yeah yeah it's as simple as just saying hey can we have this right They look at it oh right sure exactly yeah exactly frozen they can just not use it in their game exactly um I guess my main question about the combat wheelchair is if the player would feel sensitive about the wheelchair being temporarily broken or taken away by the enemies. So this is <laughs> this is the thing, right? Um, that was a point that was brought up, and people fucking railed against people who said that, right? And it was really They're weird. They like asking the question. Yeah, they were like, oh. they were like, hey, um, so what happens if the big bad evil guy goes after the wheelchair to disable the? party member right and some people were like oh fuck you dude why would you do that right and i'm like "Because, like okay right so then ugh. yeah no it, exactly i'm i'm then going well so the guy's evil um yeah one he's a bad guy right <laughs> the so bad guy <laughs> so it's just like uh um oh no the bad guy is being bad right right the, the main problem with the chair is that you can't really yeet it. So, that was also the thing, <laughs> you, is like... You can't yeet it? <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> so, so it was one of those things where if you're strapped into the chair, I think it was, um, it is basically a part of you. So, you basically are just taking... It's going after you when you're attacked and not the chair. Which, again, my brain goes, why not? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So, it, there's no, like, magical answer. It's just, they're like, no, they just do it. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, "Okay. Um so it it's one of those things where again, I don't think that asking the question and going, "Hey, if I do if you do use that, then some people are going to try to go after your like it's the same thing as if you were riding a horse, right? In yeah. a way of like somebody is going to try to kill your horse so that you can Yeah, I would treat it the same as a steed. What? It, somebody's going to try to kill your horse to get you off the horse cuz a horse is a fucking big advantage. It's a big fucking advantage, right? Are you serious? What? Did you, you're gonna go after my horse? Yeah, dude. I am. <laughs> I'm a fucking <laughs> huge dick. Um kicks the cripple out of his chair. <laughs> Fall heroes party shakes head. Dick more evil the overlord. Or dick move, evil or overlord, dick move. Right? Yeah, like now See now here's so, the thing. Here's what you do then. Yeah. You know what you do? You all of you put on goggles. <laughs> and then you say we can't see without these. Now you can't hit us. Oh. Well, this you is, this is the thing. guy with glasses. With you, you big bastard. Again, again I got to say, like, so it's not a bad thing to ask these questions, right? Yeah, it is not a bad not. thing to ask these questions because, again, then we get to the point of, like, hey, um, why don't we just go with... Uh, we'll, we'll establish the limits of the wheelchair and we'll talk about what we can do. And if you're not okay with that stuff, then we're going to have a problem with this wheelchair being used. Right? Like we talk yeah. about it like rational fucking adults. <laughs> yes. And we don't yell at each other over Twitter that we ask the question of what happens if he knocks him out of the wheelchair and starts destroying the wheelchair. Right? Yeah. Cause like, come on. <laughs> like that's it's actually, a, it's a very simple question. It's a very answer. valid question. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if the Big Bad Evil guy wants to waste an action to destroy the character's uh, chair instead of power worth killing someone, then I would take it, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? I um, mean, I can always get another wheelchair. Yeah, this reminds me of the- At this m- point, we're fighting the Big Bad Evil guy. I'm probably, like, super fucking rich, maybe. Right, yeah. Um, This reminds me of the movie Independence Day where they nuked Los Angeles and everyone in the audience was so relieved that the dog survived. I mean, I was too. <laughs> well, that's because yeah, people don't want to see it. animals die. That's just a thing. It's because we like dogs more than people. It's true um i don't know why the wheelchair was such a big deal just because it exists doesn't mean you have to use it exactly exactly yeah. the same thing with like the the accommodating dungeons like it, just because they exist doesn't mean you have to use them right? accommodating dungeons the ones with like ramps and stuff oh that yeah that <laughs> thing right yeah uh, which that's again just hilarious to me <laughs> it's fine yeah i like regardless like, like yeah no i don't have a problem with it. it just sounds funny yeah it's just like one of those things and like I remember seeing somebody put it on Twitter of like um the they're building the dungeon, and like the the guys like um uh, pulling the the um the uh, wood the big logs up the stairs, and uh can we just can we install a ramp so that it's easier to just slide these things up?" And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense, they, yeah, they did it for ergonomical reasons, then they didn't take yeah. it out for some reason. Yeah, you know how like the Egyptians built the pyramids? Hmm. Well, first off, they didn't. They had slaves. They had slaves to it. But (laughs) Uh... (laughs) yep, that's true. (laughs) Um, They had ramps. They used ramps. Rolling logs underneath stones. I think it was as well, or something. Yeah, logs underneath stones, and they used barges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... I mean, if I was a lich on a budget, I'd make ramps all over my dungeon, perfect for sliding stones and boulders. Yeah, well, that too. The thing is, if you're a witch, you can probably just cast transmutation, just turn a bunch of rocks into gold rocks, right? And then you're fine.
1: <laughs> right? What I thought, Alex either that or that. just take
0: what you want. <laughs> you have an army of skeletons. <laughs> that's right. the other thing, though. The skeletons don't give a shit, <laughs> right? If you have the army of skeletons, yeah. But if you have your army of henchmen that are actually like stamina induced, then yeah, they, no, the alien. Well, here's the thing, though. The aliens did. The Egyptians are aliens. Oh, that's right. Well, no, the gods were aliens. Remember? No, no, the oh. Egyptians were aliens. Oh, <laughs> the, the the gods are aliens, but the Egyptians are children of the aliens. That's right. They are also that's aliens. Right? I forgot. Sorry, I forgot my history. Mm. um (laughs) don't worry i got you (laughs) thank you thank you thank you um (laughs) slopes are more economic than chiseling i mean yes oh yeah absolutely uh it I it mean, totally one, is one lich dungeon we went through literally had a massive chamber full of ho- lava hot tar yeah absolutely yeah. uh i can see a dungeon having ramps because they want their traps to be accessible by all yeah. fools yeah look again yeah,
1: that's a good
0: yeah. it's just a. it's another thing like the ramps make sense it, you can make yeah. it make sense i don't see what the problem is right yeah it's not Plus, just it's not just for the wheelchair like eh. it's harder to have it's harder to get that giant rolling rock upstairs Mm -hmm. than it is to have it go down a ramp Mm -hmm. and ramps it's it's gonna roll a lot faster on that ramp yeah absolutely
2: uh but that was another uh interesting event that happened regarding gatekeeping and i felt like it probably needed to be mentioned because it probably stirred up quite a bit of uh debate online i remember uh, between people arguing for and against it, and, it wasn't yeah, right like I it. said, it's more just shouting probably the fifth time now, it was just a mm-hmm. weird one for yeah people to go down on. So yeah, that's basically gatekeeping in a nutshell. There, uh, I know I went on a little bit rant, or maybe more than one rant, uh, but it is what it is. So yeah, honestly, gatekeeping is bad for any community, especially mm-hmm. one as inclusive as D and D, or again any RPG system, because it's a game. It's all about having fun. You mm-hmm. can play it however which way you want to play it if I want to run one group who's super by the books, you know following every single rule exactly as written, then I can do that if I want mm-hmm. to run another group where you know they're level eight but every <laughs> single one
0: of random. Th- mm-hmm. <laughs> It's nice to have those access ramps mr overlord you mean the corpse slides <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah have a lever to turn stairs into a ramp you mean like every single episode of scooby-doo oh my god you're right yeah <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: i mean hey it works it works it works them <laughs> has already you know at least one legendary item then i can do that and i'm actually doing that right now i'm running <laughs> Three groups at the Today I feel like
0: having the stairs be ramps. <laughs> <laughs> pull several, today. pull several levers. Just <laughs> yay, ah, <Whee>! that's better.
1: <laughs> now I can watch.
0: Through, I can watch through my scrying stones as my minions slip down the the stair ramps now.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <Ugh. laughs>
0: Weird that he is saying we should not get keep yet he kind of went on a flog day he for a bit right he did say he didn't agree with it he's not i don't know if he's saying he you shouldn't do it so I don't know if it was necessarily him like saying you shouldn't at all um so I, yeah i, I don't i don't think so i don't think it's really um but he did bring it up and he did like kind of discourage it which i, I again he was just giving he said um people like to do it, but I don't agree right that yeah. that was important because he didn't he didn't say like don't do it right he's just saying you don't have to do it in order to make an interesting character or all that yeah. kind of stuff right there's important distinctions mm-hmm. i don't feel any um gatekeeping kind of maliciousness or anything like that um no. from this convert the stairs to ramps it's time to flood the building and you simply green to get rid of all the gore yes <laughs>
2: Oh man! By very different rules because that's what each group wanted to go with. So I just rolled with it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Especially in D D, you know, it's not like a video game where you're competing or you know doing it competitively with others. It's a game with you and a few other friends or acquaintances, maybe somebody you hate if they're that rules layer, the murder hobo, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But you know, it's a secluded. I don't, I don't know if "secluded" is the right word, but nope. it's a contained thing where. You know, if you're playing one way, that's not going to affect anybody else's game. So, well, until you post about it online. You wanna do...
0: Well, no, it's, it doesn't <laughs> I, affect anybody's you know. game,
2: yeah. <laughs> because someone's going to get annoyed by it. That's true. Yeah. But, and whichever way, you know, makes <laughs> everybody enjoy it. <laughs> if you're doing it in a way that causes other people to hate it, then you're probably doing it wrong. And I know that sounds like a gatekeeper in that same statement there, but don't mis- misquote me there, okay? I know what I'm saying, I promise. So I'm gonna we'll wrap up this video there, so it doesn't get too long. Uh, if you have any comments, <laughs> okay. leave it down in the comment section. Nope, you know what? I'm gonna wrap. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He, uh, he had a
0: flub. Okay. Yeah. He's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fucking. You know what? Uh. Don't tell me not to gatekeep. That's gatekeeping. <laughs> you gatekeeping the gatekeepers <laughs> oh, out. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a good video overall. I think. Yeah, that is. No, I think it's good too. Um. Uh. Conver- Things that need to be said, honestly. Oh, absolutely, like. and it's unfortunate that this guy only has uh, what 59 subscribers. Fails yeah. and flails, people. Fails and flails. Go check him out. He's got a great intro. Yeah, he's got a great intro. It's true. Um, what makes this guy so evil? He took away all the wheel shit ramps out of his dungeon. <gasps> yeah, right. Uh, that's not evil. That's Disney evil. <gasps> <laughs> Jesus! Uh, forget okay. the ramps stairs let's make elaborate water level puzzles oh. <laughs> no. God. Fuck um, the water temple. it's not even that bad everybody was complaining about it so much the water temple is I shit. Know. it's just it I, isn't I think anything the thing, I think my problem with the water temple was just that when you make a mistake it takes so long no. to fix it you not know even no having played that not too recently but like I think it was what 12 years ago maybe 11 years ago it Jeez. was not hard i only played it once i don't care for it
1: <laughs> yeah i i
0: don't care eh. it's fine it's but fine. it's certainly not the game that everybody says it is it's yeah. fine oh, absolutely it's fine um, but yeah my, like, i i'm pretty sure that when you it's like you know there's three water levels if you look yep. for something on level two you find yep. out it's not there you have to go through level three and then back to level one again to mm. get back to level two it's just that cycling that makes it take a while it does make and it that's... take a little longer but it's not that bad i don't think yeah um there's no pain like a sewer level just any sewer level oh mm. <laughs> sewer levels i like sewer levels sometimes um what cross are level just- when T- tedious oh, and annoying. Not really that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That yeah, that's okay. the thing. It's, that's b- it's just yeah. People say hard, and I don't know why. And I'm like, it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's it's it is, yeah. It's not hard. It's, it's just annoying, boring, yes. and long. Yeah. Um. Let's make a frost level, which when melted becomes the water level. Double the frustration. Hey. Oh, uh, I love ice levels. I love sliding, bu- sliding puzzles. Yeah, sliding puzzles are great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, that's that's it for today. Um yeah that's that's a two and a half hour one hey yeah there you go made up for how the last one being so fucking long yeah it was pretty long um yeah. but but next and, up short and sweet huh yeah next up warhammer oh yeah we're gonna play warhammer so um before we yeah, do if that, you guys want to stick around and like see some absolute amateur garbage yes absolutely i will uh i'll, I'll set it up in a second we'll take like i don't know like 10 minutes or so um just to get things good but uh thank you uh to everybody who is uh watched and it will watch and all of that uh really appreciate yeah. it hope you enjoyed um thank you as well to all of our patrons uh we've got uh draco kusaji steely drake cross mog zero frozen spaghetti kill chrono and slazer thank you so much um very much appreciate it. It's fucking amazing that you guys have even decided to give us some of your money, uh, and your time, and just anything, really. Uh, really fucking appreciate it. Um, so yeah, uh, check the description for all of the links and everything. Um, we can find this, uh, podcast usually (laughs) on Tuesdays, uh, streamed on Tuesdays live at, uh, 9pm Eastern Standard Time, uh, and then uh, again on Fridays for the VOD, at uh, 4 p.m eastern standard time um and then again on your podcasting service of choice your audio podcasting service of choice um on uh mondays at 12 p.m eastern standard time um we haven't really had anything else on the channel other than the 40k streams um <laughs> Remember to like and subscribe, or it's minus 50 DKP. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, like DKP, wait, what I i don't know what that means. I don't know, what yeah, means I, what? um, uh, Dark Knight points, oh, Dark Knight points, okay, um, uh, Donkey oh! Kong penises, <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong. Mm. Um, so, uh, one other thing that I want to show because I saw that it was another meme. Uh, that was put in the in the chat from Draco Crack in there, and I want to put it on the screen because memes are fun. I like yes. memes. Yes. uh, ha, uh ooh, There we go. That's the one. Uh, flaws don't make you a more memorable cat, and that it's the Monty Python Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Very memorable. I agree. It's an old WoW raiding reference. Oh. Oh. Then I. It's it's way past me. Uh, it's been a long yeah, time since too. WoW raiding. Yeah, same. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So thanks again. Uh, really appreciate it. Stick around. Uh, we'll be back in ten or so minutes, and we will uh, play some play some Necrons v Tyranids for a little while, and then go to bed <laughs> for something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Which will
1: be in ten minutes. <laughs> Which will be in ten
0: minutes. Maybe.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>